Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome back to the Penny Bloom Podcast. And today we continue our top 100 favorite Star Wars characters. I am Colton Robertson and I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And we're kicking off part two with a bang because mm. uh, we're starting, we're now to the top 75. Uh, we're we're starting at 75 we're gonna work through i don't know about as much as we can before we decide you know what that's enough um hopefully all the way to 51 if not no big deal um we shall see but if you would like to i'd like to hand it over to you to kick this one off oh i'll be glad yeah i got a my 75 um at first i didn't mean to do this intentionally um but i kind of just had when I started on some droids, I just listed every droid there, and then I'm like, you know what? I kind of feel all the same about every droid. Roughly, really. there's a few, there's a few that stand out. I feel, but even like those standout ones are still. How much can I really say that I love this droid more than another character that is? I don't know. Actually, given lines and. Right, more arcs right. and stuff like that. Um, so I kind of I grouped a lot um, of the droids together here. Uh, for me, there's there's just one in my mind that stands apart from the rest of the droids. But right. but I have kind of all of them here. Um, and the first one, um, the last droid, I guess, in last place. But first to get mentioned, I guess. I don't know. There are there yeah, are other droids out there, but um, is R five. A uh, new, um, up-and-coming... I'm, I'm watching his career with great interest right now. <laughs> um, you could say, I don't know, I'm, I'm watching very closely to see what this guy's up to. Because um, he, he's in, in the Resistance right now. Um, he's uh, apparently been just do, doing stuff in the background while we haven't been knowing. Um I don't know, but he seems, he seems, I don't know, maybe the, the whimpery, the little whiny thing is just a little cover that, that like he's an undercover right, spy, right. you know, sort of thing. And, and that's his play. But in reality, he's the stone cold rebel spy, badass droid like R2. Um, so I don't know, just, but yeah, in, in last place of, of the droids, but um, first to kick off, you know. Hey, not not a lot of better places to start. Unfortunately, R five did not quite make my top one hundred. Um, I've <laughs> only got so. two. I've only got two droids remaining, and uh, they, it won't be long before we reach them. But they are back to back. But um, yeah, so that's a good place to start. That's a good place to start. Uh, the new the newly acquired droid by Dinjarin. You know, mm-hmm. fine, like, at least he has a droid companion now. It's a lot of character development. 
and it, to be the one it. that's top popped off and Luke had to give back. This droid's, this droid's all sorts of fucked up, Owen. Come on. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's all meant to happen, I guess. You know, maybe that's 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 an undercover thing in itself like, right shit, there. Shit, shit, shit. I, I can't, I I can't go with canon. Luke. I think, or not canon, but I think there is a, like a comic or something where that is the case. Where, like, he... He he is given this mission to blow like he blows his whatever on purpose so that R two is chosen and the one that goes with mm. Luke. Um, but I don't know R five. I like that idea. I like that idea a lot. Like he got sent there along with three PO and R two somehow. I like that. He he was the one that made sure that three PO and R two were delivered to Luke. He was the right. one who was like to ensure that trade. Right. And I dig while that. he was about to be sold, he's like, "Well, they're here. If I blow up." Boom, my job done. Sacrifice yeah, for the squad. The unsung badass of Star Wars. Yeah, you would have never thought. Would have never, never thought of R5. Never. never. But... What a pimp. Nah, uh, to, to switch tones quite uh, quite deeply, I'm I'm going to the to the Inquisitor side of things for number 75. And uh, Inquisitor, but with her own motives. You know, uh, we're heading to Obi-Wan Kenobi's Reva, as mm-hmm. portrayed by Moses Ingram. Fucking incredible character. I really, really enjoyed this character's arc. I love the story that she's that she put forth. And I think it's only begun with Reva. I got to think that we we got more to come with her because I don't know how you uh, get a talent like Moses Ingram and then go, you know, what, that's it. See, it. we left you, you alive at the end of the story. Do this. Yeah, she just survived Order 66, had this epic arc and everything, and now I'm bye, never again. I, I, I sure hope not. I sure hope um, not. No, yeah, yeah, she's super cool, man. And uh, I think there's this uh, really common misconception that even I held at one point about her having survived two separate stabbings through the mix- midsection at the hands of Anakin. Um, I think only the second one happened, and the second one triggered some sort of post-traumatic stress that made her imagine it happening to her when she was in order 66. Um, Like the, uh, the, I mean like simply because yeah, the odds of her surviving both of those are very, very low. Um, That's fair. I guess. And we see something similar to it in Andor. Yeah. That's like a way better way to look at that. Yeah. And we see, we see a similar thing to it in Andor with, uh, Cassian getting transported to him watching his father about to be killed like uh when he was a young kid it like it flashes to Diego Luna standing there and everyone was like what the fuck does it mean it means he's having mm-hmm. a post traumatic stress flashback I that's see. all it means uh no yeah cuz she saw all of her friends or maybe die. not saw but probably saw a lot of her friends die and at the hands mm-hmm. of that man and yeah the one thought that would run through her mind is, yeah, he almost got me, you know, mm-hmm. like that, that makes, I never thought about it that way, but yeah, she probably yeah, I think it's, didn't. Yeah. To get I think it's the way to, him. I think it's the way to go with it. It's, it's at least my head canon. They've never confirmed that one way or another, but like visually, I think they do a good job of implying it, you know, uh, cause mm. it's the same angle she sees it at. It's all, the, it's all the same, but, uh. Yeah, man, Reva's a really cool character. The way that she ends up sparing Luke, the fact that she was going to go kill Luke at all is kind of hilarious. But uh, um, I, I just I, I want to see what that character gets up to. Like now that she's left mm-hmm. the Inquisitor, seemingly, and she's out and about, like what's 
what's that character do? What's next? I, I'm I'm intrigued. I want to see what's next Ronin for Rebel. Are? She just goes around collecting Sith Kyber crystals. Ooh, that could be cool. Going full Ronin, that'd be badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, even just going to her own little planet and being like, you know what? That's it. I'm done. I'm a I'm a chill for Who's the rest of my life. Yeah, on Pabu, they, oh, they even yeah, accept that'd be great. The Inquisitor. She gets time. wiped out when the Death Star blows up Scarif. Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> no, we don't got to think that far. No, we don't have to think about that. No, no. We don't have to think that far. But, okay. Wow, good place to start off. Um, yeah, 75, Rebel. Well, I got another droid incoming. It's going to be a theme here. Um, but 74 for me. This is where I have L337. Um, the, She's a classic. See, I, didn't, I didn't forget Solo. So I, I forgot Kira. I guess maybe not forgot. Um, but I like looked. Yeah, maybe. Um, but L three, I don't know. This this is a cool character here. Love it. Uh, sassy droid. You don't get a lot yeah. of sass uh, with droids. Uh, but th- this it it's clear to me. I guess like the droids that we know and love are just droids that really never get their memory wiped. The hmm. reason we hate three PO is he he kind of gets his memory kind of like not wiped, but a little reset every now and then. But no, like, yeah, wiped, wiped at a couple points. Yeah, uh, but like R two, never, never has that man yeah. had his memory reset like ever. L three is, you know, I don't, I don't see a reason why, why I don't know. It seems that it, the more personality a droid has, it's just the longer that they haven't mm-hmm. had their their memories wiped. Um, and to have a droid, you know, become the Falcon and like it's like it, it's it always lives in there. You know, it's it's been with us the whole time. L three's been with us the whole time. Love um, me some L three. No, I love I love Lando and L three too. Like that because hmm. uh, there, there's something. Yeah, it works. There's something about Star Wars protagonists where the best the best characters morally treat their droids like they treat people. You know, like they don't they don't treat them as lesser than them. They don't treat them as servants or anything like that. They say, please. They say, thank you. They mourn when they die. You know, like it's not it's yeah. not like, a, ah, it's nothing. I can just get another droid. No, that's L3. You know, that's my dog. I've I, She's been by my side. I love that. I love that droid, you know, and uh, uh, the the emotion you get out of Donald Glover playing Lando when L3 mm. falls like, man, that's that's some powerful stuff. That's a really great scene. And uh I uh I love like, me some L three the whole droids rights thing and uh man that 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 movie is act so underrated man it wow, is that, you know it's I think it's the only Star Wars movie you can truly consider underrated you know like uh mm. a lot of people like to say Rogue One's underrated no there's literally not a single it's, yeah, it's it does Every, uh, there's if people don't like Rogue One it's because they they've just decided they're not going to like Rogue One it's not because the movie it's not because of the movie's fault you know yeah. um <laughs> I'll I'll hear critiques and stuff but you, you I don't know how you watch that movie and don't get upset um hmm. and with that I'll head to my 74 cuz he gets wiped out on Scarif no I have Baze Malbus he's the big Is boy the heavy gunner heavy oh, yeah. gunner uh, love, okay. love me some bays. Love me some bays. You know, whenever, dude, god damn it! Whenever Chirrut dies and he like, he, I'm one with the force, and the force is with me, and he's just like walking through, gunning them down, and then like he gets shot down, a grenade lands next to him, and he just looks at Chirrut as he dies, like, my god, man, what a fucking god! That just ruins me. Yeah. 
a character that was introduced in that movie you didn't know before and then now you see his complete arc and die right there and it's like it it hurts every time there's so every many stages time. of that movie that just hurt so bad you're like it it just hits it, it, it hit after hit dagger mm. after dagger that movie is but dude it hurts man and like Baze, one of my favorite right? one of my favorite little bays moments is uh is whenever they're about to storm scarif like they're in the ship they're ready to go and he looks he looks at Jin and he goes like he says something about how like i'm with you little sister he says little sister and it's it just like melts me every time especially knowing where the story goes and it's like ah, oh, this guy's just a big softy man i love i love that shit uh the way Turret looks back at him and when or doesn't look back at him but talks back to him whenever uh he gets off the the ship at edu and Baze is like uh you better look out for yourself he's like i don't need to i have you and Baze is like god damn it and he just like hops down and follows him like i love that shit like it's so it's a great relationship great star wars friendship and bays just love that guy wonderful wonderful character hell yeah all right uh well sticking with the droid faction here this is uh a droid that's already been mentioned um mm -hmm. i i believe um and it is bb8 ah, i love that little guy i think did you already pick him i bolded I did. him i did um, so yeah uh but bb8 he's my 73 um what a cute just little guy you know and, and just honestly cool design too um, oh wonderful design you never i don't know i wouldn't i would have never thought of a sphere to be a droid you know how, how are they gonna get around but they made that thing for real they make it work um and it, i don't know it, it's cute as hell and his little his little thumbs up with the lighter you know yeah it was a trailer moment but man i don't know it's it's so cute every time uh, when he's plugging all the holes and like he has like eight hundred spider legs out, um, and then he like screams whenever it keeps going. He's like, "God damn it!" You know? Yeah, BB-8's BB cool. Um, there's never, I don't know, you never hate BB-8. You know, there's never a moment where you're like, "Oh wow, BB-8's on screen." No, it's like, "Oh, look at him with R2. Look at look at how cute they are together. Look at Poe just." Give him a little, give him little huggies yeah. and scratchies. Um, yeah, you know, like uh, what's funny about the thumbs up you say is that uh, I've, I've, I didn't know. Uh, obviously, the first time I watched this movie, I don't know BB-8 as well as I do now. I think he's, think he's a droid and like sassy little main character droid like R2. That means. You know, like oh, fuck wait, was you. It a, was it a fuck you? No, I think it's a thumbs oh. up because knowing who BB-8 is, it's like a, it's like a yeah, sure, okay. buddy, I got you. Like I don't care. Mm. Uh, but like if if that comes from R2 that's a that's that's flipping the middle finger you know like that's a that's a different thing uh and i don't i, I always like to watch it like that even if i don't think that's necessarily what it is because it's like BB8 is so sweet that it also seems like he would hate lying you know so Finn's like come on do this for me BB8's man BB8's like, too innocent i don't know yeah <laughs> i see maybe is it Oh, it actually could be maybe a little passive aggressive thumb. It could be a little bit of both, actually, because yeah. that is when it comes up. Is uh, okay, I see that. Um, no, yeah, but like I, I like to think of it. I like to think of it both ways. You know, he's a little sweetheart. He's probably giving. He's just giving him a thumbs up and all. Like, uh, that's that's fair. I, I would completely see that. But uh, yeah, dude's dude's adorable. I love me some BB-8. Uh, the way whenever Poe like launches in the last jedi and his like little magnetic head like slides back he's like yeah his head just like slowly careens back uh, uh, dude's a cutie love bb8 but uh 
I'm going to stick with you in the sequels for 73. Uh, holy shit. Last episode, we went back to back with these two characters because they were both the orange sequel characters. My 73 is Maz Kanata, hey, which is... Uh, no. Wait, how did that just happen? Yeah. Yeah, what, what was your Maz Kanata? Yeah, 85. And BB-8 yeah, BB was my 85. What? Weird, weird little pairing there. The the backwards oh, making it work out there. Uh, but yeah, oh. Maz Kanata is my 73. I love that character. Uh, portrayed by Lupita Nyong'o, who does a fantastic job voicing that character. And as much as I would have loved for her to be involved in The Last Jedi, given the timing of that release and what was coming in February, three months later, uh, gotta guess she was busy filming Black Panther. Which is like, you know what? I'll take the trade, I, I guess. Man, you know? but Maz was so cool. <laughs> there Maz was, was so, so cool. much going on there. Uh, I just... The Pirate Queen. The Pirate herself? Queen. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I want to... I want to see what's going on in that castle. That, that could be. He a whole... wears this dope ass little fucking outfit in the High Republic Adventures. That's like it's real colorful. It's got like yellow. She's wearing a cape. She looks like a fucking superhero, which is hilarious. I absolutely adore it. Mm. But, How old uh, is she? Thou she's been running that watering hole for a thousand years. So like old as fuck. Wow. Um, I, I remember I had a theory that like she was Snoke because it was like the line. <laughs> the line was always like. They saw the rise and the fall of, you know, of, I, I don't know what the line, I guess, specifically was. Like, they saw the rise and the fall. It had to be someone old. It had to be someone that is alive through it all. And I'm like, Yoda? Obviously not, you know. Wouldn't be, he probably is not secretly on Dega, but also just like, well, I guess he's dead. Well, no, he, yeah, he's dead at that point. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't know. It's like. I was like, who could it be? And I was running, it was my, who was Ray's parents was the theory that I, I like even wrote an essay on mm. in school. But the other one I was going to try to do was like, who is Snoke? Finding yeah. his true identity. Never, never crossed my mind that it could have been Palpatine. I don't right. know. I just, I never, like, I, that uh, was you never know, in my mind. I think it was fair to assume Palpatine was dead. You know, mm. they, they heavily imply it in Return of the Jedi. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Maz Kanata would have been a funny, funny twist on the, on the who's an actual Sith Lord. Um, <laughs> who, knows? who knows? We still don't know what's up with Maz. She could, she could be the orange saber. Uh, right. freaking leader of everyone. We all think it's Thrawn or Palpatine. No, Maz. She's running her own corner of the galaxy over here. Exactly. Exactly. Um, no, yeah. I love. I love me some Maz Kanata. <laughs> love. Love that character. And I. I pray we get that story for another day at some point. Um, mm. about how she ended up with Luke Saber. But we'll see. We'll see one day. Uh, I guess. Uh, kind of sticking with the orange-ish vein here. Um, this is another droid. Not only orange, but his pal's hair is orange. Um, this is the only video game droid that I got. Ah. It's BD-1. Um, just, he edges out BB-8 a little bit. I think more because I get to play with BD-1, and he's like right. my little pal. But, like, they're the same amount of cuteness, you know? BD1, there's there's something a little cute about the little, the feet, you know? Oh, I don't know. And he's like your zip line, and he just, he helps out with so much, so many things. And, yeah, he, I don't know. The way he, he does, is. like, the little shimmy when he's excited, oh, he, likes, yeah. he, like, taps his feet. Like, that yeah, shit's adorable. Yeah, change his color. Um, right. So, like, yeah, I don't know. 
And the BD1 is just, he's, your, uh, I don't know, he's your best friend. He's just your best little pal in, in the game. Uh, so it barely edges out BB8. Um, but uh, just, just on the cuteness level, ever so slightly more, BD1. Uh, and maybe just more, it's because I, I got to play with him a little a little more. Um, no, I get but that. hey, I get there's... Heli's really got a lot of droids hanging around. Um, like, we she does have a BD droid in there. She does. Hopefully, that's not BD one. Because but... if it is, well, maybe BD one is also a rebel spy like R five, and they're in it together. He could. He could. And Cal Kess is actually in with that group with Zeb and oh, imagine that's where Cal pops up in is that even possible uh how old is cal would probably be about fifth uh 40 come the time of the mandalorian 50 ish like he's very very likely alive if he doesn't die before the original trilogy he's gotta make it through well i guess i don't know i haven't even played the the next game or even seen where that it hasn't come out Oh, it has. Oh, okay. I thought it actually. It got delayed to the end of the month. It was supposed to come out like last week, and now it's okay. coming out April twenty eighth, I think. Um, hmm. Can you hear me? No, I can. I, I was just. Okay. I was, I, no, I was deep in thought. I was like. Okay. Uh, I wonder if, if that's just, like, they didn't have time to finish the game and they just actually needed time, or if it was, like, uh, I don't, like, a story thing. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I can't remember who said that they were trying to make canon in TV. Uh, yeah, they said across games as well, right? That's like, uh, James Gunn's DCU. Oh, okay. Okay, so I was... That's where I was splitting, because I'm like, wait, aren't games supposed to be canon? Like, so Well, Fallen, or- Fallen Order is canon, though. Like, it, the, that game is canon to the to the Star Wars universe. So, okay. like, uh, there could there could still be a tie. Um, hmm. well, I guess, I don't know. We got at 2 a.m. tonight possibilities of, of something going right. big. Apparently um, something huge is happening tonight, and I'm yeah. fucking ready for it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, the... Uh, the novel that just came out between uh, Fallen Order and Survivor called Battle Scars, I think it was originally that that book was going to come out two days before the game, and now that book is coming out, it came out weeks before the game. So there is the possibility that it's just, you know, in case you want to read the book before you you pick up the game. Um, Would be nuts if we get them tonight, though. Well, we're going to delay it till the end of Mando because we don't. I don't know. Maybe there's something in the game where Mando. That'd be pretty kickass. You know, something like that. that. Yeah, that's why I was deep in thought. I'm like, well, if they're supposed to be canon and everything, maybe they delayed it for the story and like to make the reveal bigger. Okay. Okay. uh, I dig that. I dig that. Uh, But that's why BD One is my seventy two. By the way, it's all spark. See, all sparking from BD One. That little. That there little you go. The little guy. The little guy. Maybe uh, he's already in. Maybe he's already canon. Maybe he's already maybe, in there. And maybe he's already in shop. So who knows? Maybe he's already been on screen. We don't know. Um, we'll see. <laughs> but uh, at my 72, I'm sticking with the sequels as I did with Maz this last mm-hmm. one. And I'm going The Last Jedi. 
only popped up in The Last Jedi, has not been in any other movie. Amelyn Haldo. I love me some Haldo portrayed by Laura Dern. Uh, I think I actually had her last time. We um, did. She was one of the ones we lined up on. I thought so, because I remember um, by her name, I put something maneuver, uh, like one of the most. The Haldo maneuver. Yeah. Is it? Did, did we actually name Lightspeed Maneuver, I guess I just called it. But yeah, it should be named. Yeah, that's, I mean. Be- became the Haldo Maneuver at some actually, point. Uh, is it actually yeah. known as as that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. They mention it by name in The Rise of Skywalker. Like, why don't we execute, the, like, why don't we just do the Haldo Maneuver? And they're like, that was one in a million. Like, the odds of that happening are not very likely. So, like, they, they wrote off the whole, like, you can't just do that every time thing with, like, one little line. Uh, so, like, it's, like, it was... fair because they they weren't expecting it to happen. But then if they start to see, like, see a ship toward them, they're just going to, like, destroy, like, they weren't trying to, like, destroy the ship, were they? Mm-mm. Or, like... Yeah, it was they weren't just, because they, they weren't were because the, the, the transports. Yeah, yeah, and then so. uh, she starts turning towards the the dreadnought, and they're like, uh, one of them is like, uh, uh, General Hux, sir, uh, she's turning, and Hux is like, she's just trying to distract us. Keep firing on the transports, and then she fires up her light speed engine, and he's like, fuck. Fire on that cruiser! I'll always remember that line delivery mm. because Dom Gleason does fucking incredible with it. Mm. Uh, but I mean, yeah, Haldo's dope. I like Haldo. Uh, I could if she could she have gone about it in a little bit better of a way? Like I know she's trying to hold off and not let everyone know that she's about to sacrifice herself. If this is like in her head the whole time, but like she really made herself feel like a in it like a villain, like almost like that she could be behind something. I remember watching the movie for the first time and I'm like, wait a minute, is she like like what's she doing here? It seemed like she, she was, Yeah, you know, no, like and one hundred percent understandable. The the thing for me about her, because I just watched that the other day and I'm I'm really I'm really fresh on it. She um there's a line about how she was more concerned about um do you know what that was? I have no idea. Oh. Recording disconnected and reconnected. That was all um, within a matter of a second. So didn't miss anything. Uh, (laughs) Sorry about that, folks. Had a little badoon. Craig just wanted to butt in right there. Yeah, Craig was like, what's up, guys? You all forgot about me. No. Hey, Craig. Love you, buddy. Uh, No, but Leia gives this line to Poe because Poe's like, yo, what the fuck is she doing? And and then he's like, oh, I see. Like, damn. All right. Because they explain they're going Mm -hmm. down to crate. The original plan was not for her to do that, for her to do the light speed through the ship. Mm-hmm. The plan was that the transports, they're looking for giant vessels. They're not looking for the tiny transports. The transports would go undetected down to crate, and they would just stow away in that little rebel base until the First Order left. Or dist- Like, Haldo's plan was to die. Mm. Yeah. She was she was going to die. It just wasn't going to be taking them out in the process. Um, she was like, someone has to stay behind and pilot the ship. So she was just going to keep going forward, let it happen, and get destroyed by blaster fire eventually. And then I don't know why it wasn't the plan originally to go ahead and ram them at light speed. But uh, it became the plan. And she did that shit, and it was super dope. Um, that shot was... Like, gorgeous the silence of it too like i oh. in the theater i remember i remember that in the theater yeah like just ripping through like the light going but it was pure silence you could hear like yeah. a pin drop and then every like you just hear 
oh, like you hear the gasps, like yeah. in the theater. I mean, it was it was awesome. Yeah, that was, she was really cool. And a, another reason I really like Haldo is she's a character in a book called Leia, Princess of Alderaan, which I brought up for Bria and Bail Organa when I listed them earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it tells the story of how her and Leia met. That's a part of the book, and uh, they met before the original trilogy, so. Haldo's been down with the rebellion for a really long time. You know, like that's been, that's been, they've been cool for a long time, really good friends for a long time. Uh, and frankly, I love Laura Dern. So I'm, I, I'm a like the character she plays. So Hal, Haldo came in at my 72. Really, really like her. Well, I'm sticking with the sacrifice play here. I'm still in the droid vein, but a sacrifice play droid. Uh, this is where IG 11 uh, comes mm. in. Um, and you know, I really hope maybe we'll see something with him tonight or something. I don't know if they'll. I hope. I don't know if that's just kind of Din's like. Well, whenever I happen across an IG memory unit, I'll repair him. But until then, whatever. Uh, that's kind of what it seems like right now. But mm. but you know, for uh, this is the guy that saw Din's face for the first time. Um, actually, you know. Oh yeah, wanna, yeah. If we want to be real. Um, and and healed Din so that he didn't die. Din accepted death right there. Yeah. But IG-11 was like, uh, I'm, it would be I'm not so yeah. easy to save you right now. Like, Please I, just take off your helmet. Literally, all I have to do is take off your helmet and then spray some white... I mean, honest. now that I'm saying some it out loud, it spray. really weird. But yeah, you just spray, spray some white. <laughs> yeah. uh, you just spray some back to spray on his head and he's like, yeah, this is really easy. You don't have to die here at all. Um... And yeah, so um, does that. There is no reason to be sad. I I am not alive and therefore I cannot die. He goes, I'm not, I'm not sad. Yes, you are. I have detected it in your voice. (laughs) You know, there is something a little interesting about IG-11 in that like this self-destruct mode, like I'm pretty sure even says like in, in the first episode that it's, it's specifically to not let allow his capture, but to also erase like anything of what the mission, you know, what it came, you know, so they, they couldn't trace the mission mm-hmm. back to anybody. So like it would completely destroy even the memory unit and everything. But like, I don't know. It kind of didn't do that because his memory right. unit was intact until grief Karga's head fell on it. And then that's when they were like, Oh, oh. God is ass. Now we can't really fix him. So I don't know. That self-destruct, maybe he, I don't know. He didn't fully initiate, you know? Maybe yeah, there was a little, like bit, a, a little, maybe a little bit of a factory malfunction, mm-hmm. you know? But I don't know. He 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 did, I mean, he made the play. You know, it, it kind of was the obvious play at the end of the day. Mm. Um, but he went out in style. You know, he marched through that lava and just, wha-bam. Um, wha But yeah. IG, who knows? We could be getting more of IG Eleven. I don't know. Um, we got two more. It episodes. was an interesting stop in the season three premiere. If we're not gonna do anything with that, you know, I I had fun with it. You know, we saw Babu Frick. We saw the Anzellans. It kind of set up the episode where Gorian Shard raids Navarro and stuff. But uh, beyond that, it's it's interesting to have gone there for IG Eleven. I, I guess they needed a preface for why they would be there to set up the Gorian Shard conflict, Ooh. but 
Well, no, because I guess, like, Babu Frick can actually do the repair. I was thinking that, like, Den's not skilled enough to do the repair, even if they get the memory unit. So they would need, like, a Queel, or, like, an Ugnaught to work on it. Because now we met some Ugnaughts, but, like, I forgot. No, it was Babu Frick that was going to do the repair anyway. Yeah, he was, he was like, no nah, you got, you got, dry memory. Ah, poodoo. Yep. poodoo. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah. You got, you got memory on it? Yeah, cool. We do. <laughs> yeah, so he doesn't even need... Yeah, not so. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't really see a through line. Like what? Even when they get them back, like what happens? Yeah, right. Is I don't know. Just... Yeah, doesn't fit in the N one. So like, and they needed him for spelunking for Mandalore, but then they got there, and then it wasn't poisonous at all. So like, it was pointless. In it was the fine. First yeah, first place. So Den just kind of wanted his pal back now. Or if, if, yeah, I think it's just that, like, he trusted one droid, and he was like, I'd prefer that droid if possible, you know, like that mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Uh, but, yeah. Anywho, IG-11's a good choice. Uh, <laughs> played by Taika Waititi, so that's cool. True. True, true. Um, but, yeah, anywho, we'll go on to my 71, and this is where I have just a... Uh, just a classic character for us prequel babies. Uh, this is this is where Jar Jar Binks falls Ooh, at seventy one. Yeah. Love me some Jar Jar, and uh, he, he had to be here. He simply had to. There was no there was no way around it. He's a uh, just the the clumsiest little motherfucker <laughs> in the galaxy. Uh, gave us just golden lines. Gave us all sorts of sources for theorization about Darth Jar Jar, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, one of my favorite things about Jar Jar is the lines that we got about him from Qui-Gon, you know, like, uh, yeah. When Qui-Gon's like, uh, the ability to speak does not make you intelligent. You know, like that's, uh, Mm, that's a, that's a gem. Qui-Gon even grabs his tongue out of midair after he's (laughs) like, Wow, Anakin, you must have Jedi reflexes if you can pod race, and then he just catches Jar Jar's tongue, like yeah. right, you know, right. It's kind of badass. Um, so no, yeah, Jar Jar. That's the thing is that that's the point of his character is to make everyone else to sh- let everyone else shine, you know, and have. Sadly, it's like he's the the butt end of the joke most of the time. But um, I don't know. He's he's always fun, and in the games, that dude can jump. Like the Lego Star Wars the games, Lego games, I loved playing with Jar Jar because um, he could just jump so high, and you get all the mini kits and all like the the hardest stuff. Fine. Um, so yeah, no Jar Jar's way more clutch and probably controls way more of this universe than we think. Uh, that dude had quite the rise um, out of nowhere. You know, he he, I don't know, went from whatever he did in or on Naboo. To get him kicked out, I don't know what he did to the Gungan people, but he, you know, he got kicked out for something, and then happened to run into Qui Gon and Obi Wan, and then from that point on, dude just kept kept climbing. I mean, he was right there speaking to the Senate and to everybody right there. He was, I mean, I don't know. Jar Jar is the the Darth you know maybe not Darth Jar Jar necessarily but just no. maybe look at maybe look out for Jar Jar a little bit. Um, well, I think there could have been and there's very clearly the fact that Jar Jar Binks would have been a much bigger part of the prequel trilogy had he not been so poorly received in the Phantom Menace. But uh 
you know, he was for us. He was for us kids, the ones who grew up with the prequel yeah. trilogy. You'll you'll seldom come by a kid our age who doesn't absolutely adore Jar Jar Binks, you know, or it, 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 at the very least tolerate him. You, you'll very, very rarely find someone like, God, I fucking hate Jar Jar Binks, yeah, who's no. our age. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I never had the hate ever from my childhood. It was, I don't know, I never, never understood that, but I guess you're not a kid and you're watching that. I sure I I can see where people can be mad from that, but I I don't I I could not. But uh, Jar Jar, um, he he did make above the droid cut for me. I couldn't put him below a droid. Like, ah. He has a little bit a little bit more for me, so uh, I couldn't couldn't quite. But he, he's not too far away though. Um, but uh, I guess my next droid has already been mentioned. Um, another I guess annoying character that's called annoying a lot and this is where c-3po falls for me oh my um, so so yeah i guess kind of the two annoying ish characters um mm. you know that we got here um but i don't know c-3po he's he's just a little too analytical um but but in the i don't know i gotta I, i'm really interested to rewatch the the sequels with him and like get more of I don't know more of more of that because I don't really remember a lot of the scenes other than whenever like the last time when he was like looking at all of them and then whenever he went up to R two that's like I don't know kind of the only two things but I did give the Rise of Skywalker a rewatch recently and or the sequel trilogy a larger rewatch recently and the Rise of Skywalker is about it. Um, oh really? Mm. Yeah, you know he's in the Force Awakens and uh, and the Last Jedi. But uh, not nearly as prominently, you know, yeah. like uh, okay. the Force Awakens, he gets introduced when Leia gets introduced and he like pops up between Leia and Han is like, Han Solo. Hello. Did you. Oh. Oh, my. <laughs> Bye. You know, uh, hmm. my favorite moment of C-3PO's in The Last Jedi is whenever Poe has uh, done a mutiny and taken over for Admiral Haldo hmm. and like taken a. Like, if they move, stun him, and then he gets to the bridge, and he's starting to move shit around, and C-3PO tries to leave, and Poe's like, where are you going? And he's like, uh, it would be very against my programming to be party to a mutiny. And then uh, Leia starts uh, cutting down the door, and he's like, so is that! Ah! Like, he's like, no nothing is going good for him. Yeah, he's um, always scared. He's always, ah, ah, always yeah. like, oh, what's about to... I don't know, always, always a little afraid, but... And he also um, provides one of the best Leia moments in The Last Jedi for me whenever, like, the very beginning, whenever uh, Poe is doing his thing out there with uh, with Hux. Mm -hmm. and Oh, you're breaking Leia, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leia, looks at, uh, Leia looks at 3PO and goes, wipe that nervous expression off your face. <laughs> and he, he just kind of, like, stands there like, I have no idea how to do that. Like... <laughs> That doesn't compute, but yeah. Leia knows him too well. Doesn't have to it's say anything. Yeah, it's outstanding. I love it. But uh, yeah, it's a great choice. It's a great choice for the. That was your seventy then, right? That's right. Three mm -hmm. PO, what a classic. But uh, I'm heading to the Force because if you look to the Force, you will find him. Chirrut Mway is at my seventy. Oh no, we uh, didn't do it. Not not again. That's okay. Not again. That's okay. It's, it doesn't have to happen every time. No, um, no. The the once was enough, you know. Mm. 
but yeah, that last line that he, he delivers to Baze, look for the force and you will find me. Uh, Donnie Yen is fantastic in that role as Chirrut Mway. Uh, incredible uh, comedic timing, incredible comedic delivery, and incredibly good at doing the heartfelt serious shit too. Are you kidding me? I am blind. That's that's one of my. That's an all time. Yeah, put a bag right over there. his head. I mean, that obviously is. I mean, with the bag over his head, probably help him. It, it prop like probably help him yeah. focus and like helps him tune out, out a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he uses his hearing a lot, so maybe yeah. that could. That could I work. mean, it's the force, man. It's the force that yeah. that helps him no. there. It's not, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll always love the the yeah, introduction last. to him as a guardian of the wills. You know, uh, the strongest hearts, the strongest stars of hearts of Kyber. And Jin like looks at him and he's like, "Yeah, you." And <laughs> she, she's like, yeah. "How the fuck?" Do you know any of that? Uh, just absolutely adore that guy. And uh, one of the more moving. I mean, they're all moving there at the end. Every single death oh, that, that goes yeah. down. But uh, in all of Star Wars, that's one of the more moving deaths and series of deaths is the end of Rogue One. So uh, loved me some Chirrut Way. Loved me some Donnie Yen. Did fantastic mm-hmm. in John Wick 4, by the way. He was in it. Uh, he was very good. Um, okay. Yeah. Actually, coincidentally, he also plays a blind guy who is a real badass in that as well. That one, he does use his hearing. Um, little Matt Murdock type shit. Maybe but, get him yeah. in there for the uh, stick in the new Daredevil. I don't know if they if they need to go back to a stick. Possibly, oh, you know, that would be hard. Yeah, get get. I don't know. I could see that, but uh, I got I got him coming up. It actually won't be this episode at all. He breaks. Ooh, I like um, that. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, got a rise even. He was 56 um, in ours last time. Both. He lined up at 56. But um, but yeah, I guess, I don't know. He, uh, I guess, got a little bump. Maybe a little Rogue One. Just re- I don't know. That movie just gets better over time, so makes sense. Dude, it's so good. Um, but okay. It's so good. Moving on to 69. Uh, still a droid. I got three more droids. Uh, and, then, and then that's it. But this is where K2SO is popping up um, Love right it. here. And, Love uh, it. I really, I really, really want to believe that, you know, this, that they, him and Cassian have a little further future or further history together. And this is somehow be, uh, you know, mixed up in here. But, but if it's just K2, it's good enough. I mean, that dude was a real one. I mean, he's got the sacrifice play that, you know, I mean, I don't know everything. He was funny. He was a badass. He could take care of business. Mm. He, I don't know, his, like, the 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 deliveries that he always had were, were he was just very quippy, very funny. Um, yeah. I loved Did K2. you know just, that wasn't me? Yeah. There's there's not many droids that have, like, um, so much of a personality. Like, this is, he has a very human personality. Like, I guess, 3PO, you could say, like, he's just... Oh wait, he's so analytical and so worried about the odds that he's just always nervous. So, like that's I don't know. I guess it is human still, but but R two, you can't really like. There's not much human. You know, he does some human. Th- I don't know things, but there's not much human emotion you could get from R two. Right. Uh, but like K two is actually I don't know. Kind of gives you sort of like oh man, I'm really like I don't want to lose you. Like actually, Climb. like 
Yeah. Like, I don't want to lose you, but, oh, man, the play, it's just so sad. Like, he, everyone's doing their part, doing what they need to do. And, Clive. Uh, <laughs> that shit will ruin me forever till the end of my yeah, days, Now we got Nakina 5. Climb. We'll hear that word. Nemic. Um, oh, climb. Climb. Forgot about that. Yup. Yup. Yeah, K2. Nice. Uh, and I, I didn't, I, I don't know. I, out of the droids, I guess. Uh, K2 probably, well, I'm trying to think of who out of the droids would fuck the most. Uh, Chopper. If, they, if they're about that, yeah, that's, uh, that's probably just Chopper. Well, L3 for being for real. But loyal. Uh, oh, I don't know, like I feel like. around? Yeah, I, well, I guess L3, I don't know. It, it just work. It, it works somehow. They they get they get along, uh, but that that's more of like that's just a relationship. That's just that comes right, with it. Right. But I you feel like know who fucks. Yeah. And... Yeah. Chopper's probably the option here. Mm, okay, but I guess I don't know. K two, uh, probably. It's I, I don't know. He's funny. I can see the 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 droids liking him. The droids like him. Yeah, they so, like yeah. him. They're down. Who's your sixty uh, nine? Who do, do they fuck by chance? You're 69? I, I, in, in my head, they almost certainly do. Okay. Um, this one is Master Assassin Fennec Shand. Uh, fucks. I, fucks. There's just oh, no she, question she about fucks. that. Uh, yeah, she, fucks. she fucks for sure. This character did see quite the drop down my list compared to last year. Shamefully, yeah. you know, like we said, last year we were fresh off the Book of Boba Fett. It was really, really riding high. In retrospect, I can see... Uh, the flaws of what they did with Fennec's character in the Book of Boba Fett, they hardly advanced that character in yeah. any capacity whatsoever. Um, I love me some Fennec Shand, though. The Bad Batch does more for that character than than uh, the Book of Boba Fett ever did. And uh, I really, really enjoy I really enjoy Ming-Na Wen, and I love Fennec Shand. So she had to be here. She's an ultimate badass. And I just, like I said, I love Ming-Na. She's a... A wonderful actress and praying for some more Fennec Shand. I'm really disappointed with the lack of uh, Fennec and Boba here in season three of The Mandalorian. I but uh, I know. Well, hopefully, I don't know. They, they call on the, all the Mandalorian people, Boba. I don't know. Maybe he, he comes in and helps fight somehow. We see, I don't know, a ship. We hear, we get some, some, uh, I, I don't know. I remember we're, we're talking about getting all the, the prequel with the prequel era with the red doors. We're getting the sequel era with the the dyad that's going to happen for sure um with no the the po- what guards put po- praetorian praetorian um and then we get the we get also more prequel love uh we just get boba he just comes in and then drops a seismic charge and then g- jumps into hyperspace immediately that's all he does he just it's comes all. in whoop seismic Nothing charge else. leap um so we get the noise um i'd love it no yeah yeah Fennec, Fennec took a little drop for me as well uh but I still have her a little bit later on, but uh, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It is it is kind of sad just to see her not really be used a whole lot. And she uh, deserves it too, man. That character's got a lot going for her. Lotted up now too. Like I wonder if she could like, I like uh in Ready Player One the uh, I don't know the character's name, but like their avatar could like extend their yeah, torso yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. Like I could just I don't know. It'd be sick if she could. I don't know. Make that work I somehow. Just rewatched Ready Player One too, like a couple like a couple weeks ago. It's. Tarek? No. 
Ready Player One. It's gonna bug the crap out of me if I don't get it either. Um, and H H like uh H. It's but A E C H. A I C H. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like H. Okay, yeah. That's. I like that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, uh, Phoenix Shand was my 69, though. She's yeah. super dope. I, I enjoy I enjoy that character yeah. quite a bit. And uh, I'm hoping she comes back around. I'm hoping she gets a little bit more characterization in general, you know, beyond just being a badass. I think Omega kind of provided that, you know, her being the bounty hunter sent by Nala Se to protect her, not necessarily to, you know, mm. capture her and study her and so on and so forth. You know, like, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. a that's a admirable bounty there. So I enjoy Fennec. Had to be here. Hell yeah. Well, my last of two droids, well, one later on, but of these two droids, um, and I was struggling of where, where I was, these last two, I really like these last, the, 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 these last two droids are kind of like, I really like, um, and I could, I couldn't quite, I've, we've been with one for longer, um, Mm. and even though B2 Emo is a hell of a droid and actually has a great like story element like he's afraid like he's so ner- like i don't know but, has but, has uh like oh but but yeah oh like Cassian. i don't know like they Mama just marva a droid like that no he just worked as a character so well for that show god he was um, so fucking good yeah. i oh, i fucking he, love andor dude that show is too strong it's too strong is, and I mean, I guess let's see. I like you said one theory that like he's what? What was your the basic why he stutters? I forgot. Like I was trying to remember that he's like, ch- that he taught Cassie in basic because he couldn't uh, he couldn't speak basic. Uh, that would be that'd be adorable. I would love that. Uh, that would just be perfect. And I I don't know we need we need more of B something it's such a cool little like he's little like how he can go up and down and like kind of like hide in his shell kind of like a turtle little I don't know like he's just he's just so cute and talk I don't know when you can give a voice like that an actual like emotion to him it just ah, it works it works man. yeah it just works very well um, but yeah still kind of second place in this droid race right now um third overall but uh hey i mean third overall for a new droid that just got introduced in andor that's that's pretty good that's not bad Uh, that's That's not not bad bad at all he got the bump above k2 which is actually impressive that that's i don't know that's that's kind of tough actually thinking about that but i I don't know i agree i agree um as as has been stated you know k2 already came on my list b2 emo will be there later and it will be later this episode, but uh, yeah, that's a good choice. I fucking love B two emo, and I'll kind of save most of my discussion of him until a little later. Uh, just really, really enjoy that character. Wonderful, wonderful little guy. But uh, my sixty eight takes us back to the High Republic, and I'll be in the High Republic for the next four slots. All of them will be High Republic era Jedi. Um, and I, I kind of value them on roughly. Them the same yeah. at least at least i get like a picture of them on whatever their star wars wookie picture is um, yeah that, that, right, that's right. basically what i get in my mind whenever uh you're talking about them so but my 68 is wreath silas he is the protagonist for the uh the younger 
the young adult novels in in the High Republic Phase One. He was in uh, all all three of them: Into the Dark, Out of the Shadows, Midnight Horizon. All three. He was kind of the lens through which we viewed the story. Um, uh-huh. just a really really cool cool kid. You know, he's a bookworm. He starts he starts this trilogy as a as a kid who's from Coruscant because I mean. He's a Jedi. A lot of them are from Coruscant because they were taken to the temple. Uh, he's in the center of the universe. The Jedi archives on Coruscant is the most comprehensive library that's ever existed. He is in love with the fact that he can just sit around and fucking read all day. He's just, uh, he loves studying. He loves all of that. And his master, Joramali, is uh, not not on my list, unfortunately. Didn't get a lot of her um, Know what that know what that means if we got a lot of the Padawan and didn't get a lot of the Master, um, but uh, yeah, uh, she she always told him that he he needed adventure. So what he what she did was send him off to Starlight Beacon was the idea. Starlight Beacon was the way the Republic was going to aim to reach out to the Outer Rim in a time where the Outer Rim was nowhere near being close to the Republic or being even close to down with the with the republic so he needed some adventure get him off coruscant and send him to the farthest place away from coruscant they were and... literally like touch grass they're like yes you, you, we we love that you you want to learn but man just get out there uh, go get outside out there have some adventure <laughs> and boy does he find some adventure um much to his dismay at first but there comes a point come midnight horizon where he's become like this sort of seasoned uh, is sort of seasoned Jedi Padawan. He's close to becoming a knight and stuff. He's gone through a lot with his new master, and he uh, he lo- like he started to love the life he lives. He's like, yeah, it's it's hectic, it's crazy. There's a lot going on, but it's my life, you know. And I I, I thoroughly enjoy it. And he kind of plays this little mentor mentor role to Ram Jamaram that I said earlier. He was my ninety nine in midnight horizon and ram looks up to him he's like oh you're so fucking cool man like you you've done all this stuff and you're and wreath like wreath has like some serious self-esteem issues and he's like like it just helps boost him a lot he's like Hmm. you know what yeah thank you man like that's that's dope i appreciate that so wreath silas good kid great jedi padawan had to be on my list and surprisingly high up uh 68 when i when i shook it out like that i was like i I think that's right so Okay, well, to top off this the droid little run that I got going on, it's uh, Chopper. There's only two droids left in the Star Wars, pretty much, and it's not going to be the other one right now. But uh, Chopper, he's uh, I kind of wanted him to line up to be 69. I'm not going to lie, like it would have been really funny. I thought Um, he was gonna. Yeah, I I know, and uh, but not quite. Um, But I don't know. We 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 all know Chopper. We all know. You either love him or you hate him. I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know the shit. Yeah, he's just he's just there. He's a menace. I don't know that that dude is is just gonna keep killing. And who knows? Maybe what if Chopper kills Moff Gideon? Imagine you That'd know, be like ideal. We get we get the call. They call him in. We see Zeb. You know, we see. I don't know. I guess it's probably not the go. The hair is probably not there. I don't know. I, I feel like it's just kind of Zeb. I, I'm not sure there. Um, but I don't know we'll Zeb see. was kind of wearing a different like different. By the time this episode of... comes out, they'll know. 
through, I guess, by, by May 4th. Um, you know, in that, but yeah, who knows if Chopper kills Moff Gideon, that's, that's another, that's, uh, just a very slight minuscule addition to his kill, kill count. I wonder like what the, I bet it's tallied up. Um, I'm but I'm sure it's somewhere around 50,000. I bet there's, okay. Yeah. 19 confirmed direct kills, but about 49,997 indirect <laughs> kills using sabotage and 20 using explosives. So a little over 50,000 that he's responsible for. And uh that's just on screen. Um I guess uh cuz who knows what this dude has just been up to on his own time. Um, yeah. Who knows what he gets up to whenever Hera doesn't isn't around, you know, when mom's uh, away. Uh, yeah. Dude uh gives a what the fuck. Uh you what know we get the fuck? Uh, 50,008 kills total on Chopper. What a, what a guy. What a man, what a man. What a mighty good man. Wow. But yeah, he, uh, he'll he'll top off the, the little droid list, and, and then now we're getting into some actual organics mm. um, from here on out for quite a while. So, I do. yeah, that's I do. The, the droid section for me. Uh, from 67 to to 75 from r4 to chopper right all right i dig that uh my 67 sticking with the high republic but i believe my first and only character from the high republic phase two which goes even further back in the timeline than the high republic phase one um creighton son he is another jedi master and this this guy is uh he is in my mind the closest thing we've gotten to Obi-Wan Kenobi in the High Republic era as far as like characterization he's kind of a Jedi's Jedi he's like uh, I just I just really enjoy the character um I got some some light spoilers for the High Republic if you're interested in getting into it but I'm going to try and keep it as vague as possible hmm. there is a villainous entity in the High Republic um, called the Leveler, which is genuinely the most terrifying villainous force in Star Wars. Does he level cities? Plant? What does he level? So, the Leveler is a creature that drains the force out of force-sensitive beings, and in doing so, turns them to dust. And whenever he's around, if you are Force-sensitive, all you experience is sheer fucking terror. Like, you experience deep, dark fear. What's the counter to, like, what do you do to... to we just... don't know yet. Haven't figured that out. We're fucking 15 books in to the High Republic. He's I have no idea. No un... idea how you stop the leveler. Uh, And so, like... If he, wait, so he just like, I'd just... go more, I have no idea what it is. Like, I'm talking oh. like, it's a creature of some sort that looks okay. real demonic. It's got like claws and glowing eyes and just terrifies everyone who it's 
anywhere near. And Creighton's son is kind of the first Jedi because this is where the spoilery stuff comes into play. It's not it's not super hardcore spoilers, but phase one of the High Republic takes place, I think, uh, 100 years after phase two. Um, and phase one is when the leveler is introduced and it's like nobody knows why people are turning to dust nobody knows why this is happening nobody knows why it's capable of this um in phase two it shows us the way the leveler was born and the introduction to the jedi that this had and creighton's son is kind of the first person to make the association that this creature is responsible for turning jedi into ash Um, is it like just out in space is it like does it travel like what does it is it just appear like i'm i have a i have a tough i have a tough time understanding exactly the way it's utilized in phase one um but in phase two it was like it's a creature that was born out of an egg and like uh basically follows the commands of a character called the mother um that's what i was gonna say it sounds like the leveler it's just if there's too much light or too much dark, it's going to go and just thanks for the fort, you know, like just mm-hmm. suck it out and level everything, like make everything le- like balance everything out. Uh, yep. Cause no, like it, it's, and it's a perfect weapon for the mother and the path of the open hand as they are, as they are called in phase one of the, or phase two of the high That's Republic. Sick. Yeah. Uh, the path of the open hand is this entity that uh, this religion cult uh, that, uh does not believe the force should be touched in any way that the force just exists if you use the force to save someone here the force is lacking somewhere else and someone died because of it i see um and the jedi try to argue that's not how that works the force flows and binds all of us it penetrates all of us and they're like nope that's not true this is how things work um mm. so this is the perfect weapon for a yeah for a people who think that um and Creighton's son is the first person to kind of make an association. And this is spoilers for the most recent novel, um, Convergence. So if you want to skip about 30 seconds ahead, uh, after a few Jedi have fallen at, at a battle and turned to Ash, and Creighton's son comes to the conclusion that he thinks he knows what did it, he goes to Yoda and he goes, hey, pretty sure I know what's going on here. And my instinct is that we don't tell anyone. Which is why in phase one, a hundred years later, they have no idea what's happening. Just because people would try to go like people would either try and... to get the leveler to take out Jedi or the Jedi would fall oh, into wow. shambles because they know there's something that can turn them to dust. It's because it only affects force sensitive beings. It doesn't affect it doesn't affect anyone else. That's brutal. Yeah, that is brutal. It's genuinely the most terrifying like Whenever I'm listening to an audiobook, because it always happens like out of nowhere, like no one knows what's happening. No one knows because it, it's like if you're in the vicinity of it, it start it, you start feeling this terror. Like uh, there's there's this description of it in uh, the High Republic. I think it's the Fallen Star, and it's a Jedi that will come later in my list. Who's like 
who like starts to feel cold and then she starts breathing heavy and then she starts feeling overwhelming terror. And she's like, I have no idea why I don't know what's happening. And like, everyone's like, dude, I, like it, it's freaky. It's a freaky entity. And I really, really enjoy Damn. it. And Creighton's son is a, a really cool Jedi who, you know, he had the best interest at heart, but I think it's cost the Jedi in the long run, similar to Yoda in a lot of ways, you know, had the best interests at heart, but played stuff close to the chest and if i had a little addition here i might put the leveler up in here just for that little just that little t- dude you know, the leveler is fucking horrifying it's a Damn. cool villain it's a cool um, villain and he's not even the villain he's just like a tool that the villains use so yeah. it's like Damn. wow yeah. that's brutal yeah so creighton son 67 well, gives one of the best speeches i've ever heard in Star Wars and one of the books and called Battle it's the Battle of Jeddah where the statue that we see in Rogue One on the ground that's that's the battle where that fell. So High Republic's got some cool shit. Oh yeah. Well I'm heading to uh the Rebels crew. I guess Chopper already I guess Chopper, Rebels crew, but sticking with them. Um is this is where I have Zeb. Um I put him just like right above the droid. Um, because that. that's that's kind of what his character, you know, he's kind of like a wrecker, almost, you know, yeah. sort of thing where you can't get a whole lot out of him. But that's that wrecker. I was thinking of like separating the bat, like my bachelors a little more together, uh, hmm. because that's ha- that's how I enjoy them. Is just I don't know that I feel like that's why I enjoy them is when they're together and one character by themselves. I can't really say I like you know necessarily, but right. Zeb. And Chopper, I feel like, are on a different tier in the Rebels crew. There's, like, if you're making a tier list of who's the best out of the Rebels crew, it's, like, you have the obvious people up top. And then, I don't know, Zeb and Chopper, they're fun, and we love them. We never, I don't know, they're they're always right. fun. But, uh, but, I don't know, can't really get too much out of Zeb until we finally get, like, his, like, storyline of going back to his home planet. Like, his mm-hmm. people and, like, all that stuff, which was really cool. So, uh, and now, hopefully, uh, I don't know. Um, he comes in and fucking drop or just kicks him off getting across the face. Yeah, I'm saying Chopper could maybe kill him. Who knows? Maybe yeah. Zeb kills him. Maybe like Zeb you guys doesn't. know. Uh, I don't know, but uh, not sure. Knows? Shit, don't. Um, no, yeah. Zeb's the shit. I love that. I love that choice. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a wonderful wonderful character, and uh, I think we've gotten some some like that episode where him and Callus get trapped underground, like in the in the ice mm-hmm. cave. That's an all-timer right there. The one that makes Callus rethink everything. Yeah. Like, he goes back to the Empire and he does the classic Imperial who's thinking things over sit. Sits on the bench, puts his head down, hands on his knees. Yeah, man. It's a classic. I like the idea that they're a thing. Oh, they absolutely are. I have so little doubt in my mind that if they negate that, I'll be kind of pissed. Um, and I know it's just, it, it is technically headcanon, but they seem to imply it so hard in Rebels that it's like, I don't know. Yeah, man. I see that. I see that for sure. Ah, but, uh, well. Yeah, Order 66, I don't know, 66. It's a dangerous number for Star Wars. It it's is. where I have Zeb. Um, it's, it's where I do have a Jedi. Uh, High Republic, though. So, far, far before Order 66. Mm-hmm. This is where I have Cantum Psy. Uh, K-A-N-T-A-M-S-Y. Cantum Psy. Uh, I always try to guess. My initial guess was C A N T U M and Psy as like S I G H. Like, huh. yeah. That oh, was yeah. my, what I typed. Much yeah. simpler. Much Very simpler. Very wrong. 
Star Wars or Google always gets it. They like it. It goes to the correct Star Wars fandom every time. But uh, I believe much. canonically, this is the earliest apprentice of Yoda. Uh, oh. Cantum Psy. Yeah, oh, very very okay. cool character. Pops up in Midnight Horizon. Uh, one just a wonderful book. You'll notice that that's come up several times throughout this. Uh, frankly, I love every High Republic book. I'll be hard pressed to tell you I don't. But uh, Midnight Horizon is really strong. Um, and Cantum Psy is a heavy, heavy part of it. And, you know, it's the way it, the book kind of flashes back to his young days or their young days. Sorry, they are not, they're a non-binary Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but they're, they're learning under Yoda. They're, they left the order temporarily when they were younger. They decided you know what? This just isn't for me. I'm going to go live my life. Joined like a circus and like a like a performing ring and fell in love and stuff, but eventually realized that that wasn't the life for them. Came back and joined the Jedi once again and when when they did, they came to Yoda and it's just like one of the one of the best interactions a master and apprentice has ever had for my money because uh there's this uh there's this part where Yoda and Cantum are talking and he, uh, Yoda's like, you know, it's, uh, it's the job of every, of every master because this is by the time Cantum has an apprentice and they have to kind of let them go off and do their own thing for a little bit. And, Mm. and Cantum's like, uh, this is so hard. I don't get how you ever did it. Like what, why did you do it? And Yoda gets like grave and like sad. And he's, he's like, easy do you think it was to let you go like mm-hmm. no it wasn't easy mm-hmm. but it was That's what awesome. i had to do and uh it's it's like one of those t- like because you rarely see yoda get like sad and like heartfelt and it that's yeah. how the book portrays it is like they he was thinking back and like got real got real dark for a second and then he brightens up and is like but you're back you know and Cantum's like, and and you knew I would be like, that's that's the power of the force. And Yoda's like, fuck yeah, I did. You know, of course you would. You were coming back. Um, just Yoda's a really cool wise. dude. <laughs> lo- love me some Cantum Psy. And he they kind of pair very well with my uh, with my next Jedi. So uh, I'll, I'll hold on to that. But but another very good another very good character there. So Cantum Psy at sixty six. Well, I got a. Chopper was already mentioned. Zeb was already mentioned. I got two more that are already mentioned as well. Um, this is kind of a pair, um, but it, she's already been mentioned. This is where I have Bria Organa or Brea. Is it Bria hey. or Brea? Um, Bria. 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 Um, but after Obi Wan, um, I remember just a lot of people were complaining about Little Leia, and I just didn't. I didn't get it at all. Like I'm like, mm. this is little this is young leia skywalker or like or gone like holy this is like holy shit like i don't know you're you're seeing how she grew up and like all like what she like i'm like oh my god this is awesome and then get to see her parents and like the values that they're like and you know like um i just thought that it was her getting you know dressed up and then it wasn't you know wasn't her i don't know like just the the actual moments that we got between leia and her parents were just so beautiful and just recontextualize like how I thought of Leia um completely. Um seeing I don't know, seeing her home plant like Alderon and actually just seeing her run around was awesome. And uh 
I don't know. I guess, yeah, she didn't really have a whole lot to do in the show, but um, just what she brought to Leia's character and what she brought to the show is why I kind of slotted her in here and had her above. Couldn't put her below droids, you know? I don't know. It, it didn't feel right. So uh, she had to make the droid cut. I dig it. I dig it. No, she's the shit, and uh, there's a... I just, I just absolutely adore the... I mentioned it when she came up in my list, the uh, the book Leia, Princess of Alderaan, and I've mentioned it a couple times before on the podcast, but this time when Tarkin drops in on them at their place when they're having, like, a rebellion meeting. Like, it's like Mon Mothma's there, and there's, like, a couple other people who are down with the rebellion, and they have to act like they're having a dinner party, and Bria acts like she's, like, drunk as fuck, she like she acts like she's been imbibing too much so that it makes it makes Tarkin uncomfortable and he leaves and she That's awesome. And she goes she goes, Oh, I I know Bale. I know exactly why you've been taking visits to Chandrilla and visiting Mon all the time. And Tarkin's like, Get yourself together and he like gets up and walks <laughs> out and uh and then they hey, all they all come awesome. together and they're like, Oh, okay. Oh, that was close. Uh but they, they made him uncomfortable enough to leave. So that's uh it's a classic. I love that. I love that story, and Bria's awesome. Just a wonderful character. Um, so I'm assuming you had had her with Bale then. Yeah, yeah, I have her. I guess uh, was my yeah, 65 and 64. Um, mm. but we've or we've already, you know, I think you already had them. Uh, yeah, you had them together, 80 and 79. It only felt right to put them together. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, and Bale. I mean, Bale has a little more to him. I guess we, you know, not just. Obi Wan, but um, I don't know. It was was just her? I remember it was. I don't know if it's the, her bedroom. I don't know. It's their apart castle. Yeah, you know, yeah whatever. I don't know where that is. But just yeah. like on the balcony, and like he kneels mm. down, just like gets on her level. And I forgot what yeah. was said, but it was just such a fatherly moment. You know, it was just so cute. Um, <laughs> What's then, funny is all I can remember is a uh, is a meme that came out of it that is absolutely hilarious it's bale getting down on her level and brush brushing his hand against her cheek and going what if you flop my girl what if you slay and i just think that's so fucking stupid i fucking love it though uh thing is the internet will always i don't know will give you every possibility you know who who would have thought who'd have thought never not me from bale organa and little leia that's Someone what had to make flop? that. Someone had what to make that slay? out there. Someone actually made that and then posted it online. They had the Absolutely idea. They're like, I need to make this and I need to post this online. And it happened. Outstanding. Wow. Outstanding. But I'll go ahead and give my 65 and 64. They're not really connected, but just to catch up. Um, mm. 65 is the last High Republic Jedi in this little section here. Uh, and this is where I have Comac Vitus. And that's C O H M A C V I T. I got Vitus right. I got Vitus right. That's uh, good. Comac was going to be hard. I that started with a K. I, yeah. I I I started. I see that. Nope. I get yep. those are always off. But okay. Ooh, yeah. Comac. Sick. Comac Vitus. Like he Jesus is the uh, yeah yeah Jesus figure. Uh, definitely a a very very powerful Jedi. Uh, really good friends with Orla Jereni, who is going to be coming up later in my my list. And like they have this story that goes way back where they were helping a conflict on Iram and Arano 
a couple of planets that are engaged in seemingly a non-ending war for all time and uh and just the the connection that he made with her at a very young age and just not not romantic extremely platonic they're best friends that's kind of what they'll always be um but he is the the new master to wreath silas after jorah molly his first master becomes one with the force um Ah. and uh they're they're a match made in heaven comac has this kind of uh he's got a little bit of a dark streak where he often asks questions about like if i feel these things why shouldn't i use them you know why why wouldn't why wouldn't i express my emotions why should i why should i suppress this that doesn't feel right that's that's not the way to go about things and uh it's a Hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting it's an interesting dichotomy because uh that midnight horizon book it's comac and cantum are like homies and they're guiding wreath and ram through through the hmm. whole book and stuff uh and the way they get along and stuff and cantum's the the reason cantum is telling comac that story about like them deciding to leave the order was just because comac was like we gotta we gotta talk about that. Like, man, there was a there's a very long period of time where I didn't see it. I wanna hear that story, I wanna hear what you did, I wanna hear all that stuff. And by the end of the story, Comac goes like I don't think I wanna do this. Wow. You know, like a, an established Jedi master is like, I think I'm a dip. And Dang. so he knights his Padawan, Wreath Silas, gives him his lightsaber and goes, Deuces, that's it for me. Uh Damn, that's kind of sick though. That that he, I don't know. He's like, I can do this all. Can, can one math like that's all you like? Your master just needs to make you a knight. Like he was probably ready. You need to go. Yeah, yeah. He was absolutely well, ready. Yeah, He'd I'm like you need to go through like your trials and like Yoda was there, Cantum ah, was there. Okay. Yeah, there was a lot. Fair. There was a lot of people there. But like, uh, so it wasn't just like, all right, before I did though, I'm gonna give you your knight title and like. Yeah, and they'd like gone stuff. through so much, and Reef is like crying, and oh. like he's he's like I don't like like not even before Comac decides he's going to leave, like they've gone through so much and, and Reith is like crying and he's like, this isn't how I imagined this would happen. I thought it would happen on Coruscant with Jorah Mali. And then I thought it would happen on Starlight Beacon with Jorah Mali. And now it's happening in this random fucking building on Corellia that I didn't, I never would have saw coming. And then his master hands him his weapon and is like, I'm leaving the order deuces buddy. And then like, wow. and then the way it ends is that he like, he just like runs into the woods and that's how it ends. Like he, we haven't seen him since, which is he hilarious. Just, he just ran into the woods, just ran, ran away from that tent straight into the woods, which is, uh, I respect just, the shit out of that. Serious. That's hilarious. That's honestly funny. That's like, so funny. It's I like, I don't know. Like it starts like fly away, but no, he, just no, running like he just into starts the woods. walking. And then, like, he progressively starts running. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, I mean, he ran into the woods. Like, he disappeared into the woods, which is hilarious. Uh, but super cool, super cool character. Um, explored very thoroughly throughout the High Republic. And I can't wait for Phase 3 coming towards the end of this year because I can't wait to revisit these characters that we've taken a break from uh, mm. for Phase 2. So love me some Comac Vitus. But at 64... This is where I have uh, the man who 
placed the flaw in the Death Star. Uh, this is where Galen Urso falls. Uh, love me some Galen Urso. <laughs> I'm looking I mean, him up like he's a High Republic character or something that I don't. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I I know Galen. No, you, Urso. You, I think you yeah. have Galen Urso yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I do. No, I do. Have I? Did I already say him? I don't think so. No, but like I've got to assume you have Galen Urso. It'd be kind of absurd if you. Didn't. I do. Yeah, he's he's uh, in a little bit. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, Galen Urso's awesome. Uh, just the scene that will always destroy me is the hologram played for Jen where he explains everything and my stardust. God fucking damn, man. Mads Mikkelsen is incredible in that role. Uh, again, a character expanded on in, in the book catalyst that is just fucking phenomenal. Um, just a really, really sad dude that got manipulated and manipulated and manipulated and ultimately gave up, but didn't give up. Did his thing. He, did what he needed to do. He proved that he's smart enough to make a weapon that could take out a planet. Like, that dude, you know, he did that. But That's he a... gave that thing that we needed to destroy. You know, very, very smart. Very, I don't know, I guess I'll, is he this episode? No, actually. Um, he won't even be this episode for me. Um, Ooh, love play. that. So, yeah. Um Love Rogue One people. I mean that that's that's a common thread. It seems that everyone that comes out of Rogue One just you're gonna enjoy that character. Uh, At least you should. Oh yeah. But uh, so yeah, let me let me bold him real quick. But uh, so yeah, we'll get to him next episode, I guess. Um, but I don't know. I love love me some Galen Galen Urso. He's... Galen Urso. Mm-hmm. Papa. But, uh, I think this may be my only off-screen character i think my only one um and it is jot the jawa um i think i had him last time i believe yeah i did he was 22 last time uh riding pretty high i think it was because it was like introduced to me and it was just like introduced it was i just got very fresh um but i it i love jot for all the reasons i love r2 and that i mean jot's story is completely focused around r2 and it's just Jot's job was to wipe droids that came in uh, that the Jawas would, you know, just collect from wherever. And he would wipe their memory and kind of sh- shape them up and get them back into working condition. And uh, he came around R2 and he he would watch the droid's memory first before he would wipe it usually. Uh, it was interesting. And mm. in R2, he watched basically the prequel trilogy – so he watched it even beforehand, I guess. Uh, right before you know, we first see R two on the Naboo, uh, you know, starfighter, you know, making a repair. I think it's like the first time you see R two timeline wise, unless he pops up. No, because yeah, Phantom Menace is there. Anything earlier? Phantom Menace would be the first time in the timeline yeah. he showed up. So he wa- He basically so Jot the Jawa basically got to sit back and watch the Phantom Menace or watch the prequel trilogy. And then he decided, he's like, I can't wipe your memory. He's like, I I can't. You have seen um, things. Yeah, he's like, I, I simply cannot do this. You can, you can go. Like, uh, you can keep your memory. And it, I think the story is like from a certain point of view or something like mm-hmm. that is what it's called. Um, and it just, it made me, made me watch Star Wars differently again. It's a whole book um, from a certain point of view. It's got ah, a bunch of different yeah, stories. Different little stories, that's right. And then yeah. Jot, maybe. That's right. Um, Jot's one of them. 
they have they're they're coming out with one for Return of the Jedi because it's the 40th anniversary this year. Um, they've done one for A New Hope and Empire, and that's in a, that's in a yeah. New Hope one. Uh, but actually, got, I, I don't book. know. Got got me to got me to watch Star Wars differently. I started watching every time R two was on screen and seeing mm. what he saw, and I'm like, oh my god, R 2s like there for everything. This dude yep. is just around, and he's been through it. You know, R we we got he's been that shit where. Oh. No, we'll get to him. We'll get to yeah, him. Yeah, I guess this uh, is just Jot. Yeah, I want to save. Him. I want to save my R two discussion for R two because yeah. he's actually not sat, shamefully not too far away from me. Uh, like in this episode, actually. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I love, you're gonna be some... mad. Let's see where I had him last time. I had him. I won't be. Last I won't be. Time. I won't be mad. Um, I completely understand. It's just you know there, uh, and maybe it's wrong of me. Hmm. I'll think on it. I'll think on it. There's Maybe more reasons over. that I have not said, and that you'll it's it's you will never guess why. But yeah, um, gotcha. <laughs> like yeah, it's it's out of it's more like in real life stuff than anything. So like right, I don't know. But uh, no, I just have a certain me... love for R two. No, um, I get that. I get that too. Yeah, the droids just uh, and we'll get there. We'll get there. But uh, that's a good choice, Jot the Jawa. Love that for you. <laughs> uh, what a what a guy, Jot. Yeah, a little uh, little Jot. Utini, but uh. My 63 takes us to Solo once again. Uh, and this is the the Raider, Enfys Nest. Uh, love that? me some Enfys Nest. Love me Aaron, Kelly, Aaron Kellyman. Uh, incredible actress and a character that I cannot believe they haven't expounded upon. Uh, at what point do you go ahead and bring that character in, man? She is awesome. Super fucking cool. All right, like that alone, just the character design alone, like that helmet. Oh my god, I'm just looking at her pictures right so now. Fucking cool, Dang. and the idea that they're taking they're they're the little Robin Hoods, you know, they're taken from the rich, given back to the poor, and like stuff like that's. I love stuff like that. They're they're their own little rebellion, and the spirit that she has is super cool. And she did drop down my list quite a bit, but that's just because there have been so many new characters who I've who I enjoy greatly and uh had had to get them in here but uh yeah man Emphis Nest super dope character and I'm hoping that uh you know and they they say she like inherited the title from her mother which is like that's cool you know oh, like they've uh they've been doing this for a while okay yeah, yeah like, so like okay. where's where's her mother from where's where when does that come into play like I like I like the idea of that so you know, I'm excited for whatever they've got to whatever they've got for us with Enfys Nest in the future. I just hope there is a future with Enfys Nest. Yeah, I know. Uh, what would be the next thing that she could like pop up in? Like, cause... be something. I mean, like she could be she, shit. Ten years before A New Hope, she was like eighteen ish. So if she was in, she could be alive Mandalorian era and be like forty, if that. Yeah, she thirty. Okay. Yeah, like that could be kind of sick. I mean, yeah, maybe. maybe I think they... she fit perfectly into stories like that. That's why I'm yeah. like, I'm astonished they haven't. Uh, even the Bad Batch, if they wanted to expound on like her mom being Emphis Nest, like that whole clan. I just think I just think they've done too much to ignore Solo completely. Um, yeah, when it had uh... so much good stuff to provide, yeah. and. Man. Well, hope yeah, because Carly Morgenthau, 
would be really nice to have back. Oh yeah, love love me some Aaron Kellyman, man. Yeah. Um. Or wait, did I mix up the? That's her character name in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Wait, Aaron. Ke- Hold on. Aaron, Aaron Kellyman, Kellyman in real life. Carly Morgenthau. I said Carly Morgenthau. Soldier. Wow, Carly Morgenthau. Aaron. Kelly she looks like a Carly life. though. Like I completely get that. I really thought, I Carly Morg. Yeah, I I could have sworn that that. Okay, yeah. Now I. It's funny that you say that. That's like that's just like a really real life name. So. Yeah, it just it sounded it just sounded right actually for the time. It kind of the same. I don't know. Just bad. She plays just badass character like badass rebel up. who's yeah, trying like, to yeah make so, change. Yeah, I love it. Hopefully, she does have a future in Star Wars. Yeah. It, I don't know. They need to dip back into the the solo bag. God damn, there's so much there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, my next guy, he's already been mentioned uh, before. Um, and we just got done talking about him a little bit, um, actually. Um, it's Queel. Um, this is where I have Queel. Um, yeah, a little, little Ugnaught that... I don't know if these Ugnaughts that, that Din and, and Bo talked to on Plazier 15 know uh quill personally but it's kind of funny that they all perked up like right right whenever they heard maybe it was ugnot that they perked up because he said ugnot quill or i don't know maybe i don't know when they perked up but it was kind of around that time where they started really listening to him mm. um so headcanon quill is just like a legend amongst the ugnots and like one of th- they're they're the hardest working species but like quill is just like the hardest working Ugnot out of yeah, all. Yeah. Right. Like, like that's King just, Ugnot. Yeah. Like Quill is just, you don't hear about someone buying, like he worked his sentence off, you know, like he, I don't know, maybe like he's like a, like they all wanted that. And like these people that are on Plazier 15, they finally got their freedom because, you know, it's, you know, they're just not. I don't maybe know. there's a, from a certain point of view story in store for us one day. Hey, um, but yeah. I have spoken. Sixty-two, Queel. Sorry, sixty-two, Queel. I have spoken. Um, I like it. I dig it. My sixty-two takes us back to Jedi and a prequel era Jedi. At that, mm-hmm. um, love the guy, but we're getting to that point where, after about, I don't know. I'd say I love all of these characters, so it's kind of like it's kind of null and void for me. But uh, sixty-two is where I have Mace, Mace Windu. Um, okay. yeah. I like me some Mace Windu. I think people give him a bad rep. I think he's got to I think he catches too much shit. Seen the the whole there was a take from just an absolute moron about uh, hot take. Mace Windu is the reason Anakin Skywalker fell to the dark side. No, that's Palpatine. Uh, Palpatine's the reason. If you're gonna if you're gonna pin it on one person, it's Emperor Palpatine. Are they trying to say that not giving him the rank of master is actually yes. what did it? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. The one thing the Jedi did, not not the years of manipulation. Of manipulation. Yeah. The, actually the whole like the whole life actually like the whole life of that boy was complete, manipulated by Palpatine. Complete lack of of media oh, literacy there. Nope. We're not giving you the rank of, of master. Now you're the bad guy. That's yep. it. Uh, yeah, fucking. And Mace Windu always even kind of believed in him too. You know, like whenever they're, he's he, he was always hard on him, but he always like thought he'd be okay. Like it wasn't like he was spiteful, like jealous or mm-hmm. anything. No, he, I enjoy Mace Windu. He's a great character. 
and Samuel L. Jackson. You know, for story's sake, I think he could probably should probably be done. I think he I think he probably should. But you wouldn't hear a complaint out of me if Samuel L. Jackson got to come back and play that role again. Um, I mean, people that fall from far heights and that you don't see die in Star Wars, you know, it's not. You don't want to presume him dead because we would like Mace Windu to return and have him, I don't know, do something right after all of this happens. And what did he do? It would be interesting, but. Well, and it'd be kind of, it's kind of poetic as it stands right now that what ultimately kills Anakin Skywalker is the lightning from Emperor Palpatine as he picks him up. Yeah. And Mace catches the lightning that turns that like. That would be what killed him. The lightning in conjunction with the fall would probably be what did it, not just I the mean, fall. Yeah, Palpatine did say, like, he was going full power. power. So, like, I mean, Mace, like, he really got it all. And yeah. he, he had unlimited power, and then also that fall, too. Yeah. So, like, usually they Jedi are good enough to, I don't know, land all right, but he's probably, like, just... Well, and just like both those things, the fact that it was the lightning that killed Anakin and it was the fall that killed Palpatine, mm. quote unquote, like it's and ultimately ended up being lightning that actually killed Palpatine. Like that's uh-huh. that's cool stuff. I think it's cool stuff. But uh, Hell yeah, love Mace. me some Mace Windu. So he'll be, be uh, here. yeah a little later. On. I guess just me being a prequel baby is he's just comes comes into play heavy a little little higher up. Yeah, but uh, but uh. Mace, okay. Well, I'm going. I this I guess might be surprising. I don't know, but um, is a character that got enhanced quite heavily from this season of Mandalorian. I don't know why I said that so weird. Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Um, but it was Doctor Pershing, an episode Ooh. that a lot of people didn't like. But I thought, you know, maybe it wasn't for this show. Sure, um, but for an episode of television, I I thought it was just a very interesting character Absolutely. you know look at, at dr pershing seeing someone who um was just being used by the empire you know wanted to just to do research and now he finally feels like he can get the chance to do it you know and not have to be you know from for gideon or for anyone bad he's like yeah i can finally finally do what i want to do and and hopefully help the new republic you know he's he, he actually like a good guy and then you it's just really sad what what ends up happening to him you know and i, I don't know like is he we haven't really seen if he's dead, if he's just, like, kind of, I don't know. Like, I, there's, some people think that he's, like, still going to be able to function. And, like, in my mind, I either think he's dead or he's, like, no words, like, sentences yeah. don't eat like that. Like, he can't even speak. Um, so I don't know. I don't know why some people are thinking that he has, like, like a chance to come. I don't know. Maybe, I guess... There's some reverse to that. I don't know. I've, I really feel like his story's kind of done, though. Um, after I tend this. to agree. But um, what we got, I really, I really enjoyed. No, um, yeah, it's and... just, it's a, it's an interesting character, you know. I think that there's, I think if that is the end of him, his story kind of got cut short and tragically. So it's not like it's a bad thing. It's just kind of like, damn, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, but his, his research wasn't complete. It was his life's work. I like the idea that this very thing that they do to him just makes him a puppet, you know, like scrambles his brain to the point where they're like, 
Now you'll follow any direction we give you. Uh, I see. Mm. Which might be a little reach, but... I um, can see that, though. That's how I would like him to come back. <laughs> oh, sorry. Bless you. Big ol' Perfect. sneeze. But yeah, Perfect. Dr. Pershing, that's a strong pick. And that's your 61, correct? That's right. <laughs> My 61 is an interesting character, and it does take us back to the High Republic. We're in the High Republic again for the next three. Um, I will give you nothing about this character until you look him up and see him because it's incredible. Uh, Geode. G-E-O-D-E. Yes, I got it right. Okay, sick. Okay. Looks like a rock. Yeah. It does look like a rock. Much Um... more. Much more than a rock. (laughs) That man... (laughs) Okay, I, I hope so, yeah. Coming above Mace Windu, uh, yeah. now, you know this this rock better be more than a rock. I'd say. Yeah, um, yeah. His he's a, his species is called the Ventians, and they all look kind of like rocks. Um, how does he, he is move? a? What's that? Does he move or is he? Yeah, silent? yeah. That's that's what's incredible. Like I'll I'll get to it. Okay, yeah. everything I, I, about this character is so okay. fuck. It's like a running joke in the High Republic. So this character is a member of the crew of the vessel. I talked about oh, yeah. that earlier yeah, with yeah. Affy Hollow. Mm-hmm. And there's one more character that'll be a little bit later, not in this episode even. Uh, that I, I love. That is another part of the vessel crew. Um, Geode is their navigator. Okay. Apparently, Ventians are very, very good at navigation. Like that's that's kind of what they're they're peak at. But they there are so many running jokes in the High Republic where n- they never acknowledge how he moves. Oh, really? He, he just shows up places, and it, it's always it's always startling. Like everyone's always like, "How did he get here?" You know, like everyone's always like, "What?" How does this thing, nobody ever sees him move. He just shows up places. And there's a, (laughs) this is a, and he speaks like he has like a voice. Nope. Uh, but, but Affy and Leox Giassi can like understand him. They like, they like explain to people that. And there's like this certain level that every time someone meets him, if they get to know him well enough, there's like this threshold where all of a sudden they're like, I get it. Like, they're like, oh, I see. And it's, it's so fucking funny. Um, but like, there, there's somebody who will be like, like, talk about him like he's not there because he's a rock. They're like, what the, what the fuck do you got a rock on the ship for? And Leox, like, will look at him and go, hey, take it easy. Mm, he's got feelings. Yeah. He's a very sensitive creature. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, oh, apparently, Geode's got like mad game. Apparently, Geode fucks. Um, that's like, that's a part of, that's a part of it. Um, he, uh, he likes, he likes to Mac. He's, he's got mad Mac game. There's a, there's a couple characters in the, the high Republic that I wanted to include, but didn't, uh, in Joss and Pika, Adrian, a husband and wife. And Joss has mad beef with Geode because Geode hits on his wife all the time. He says he can, he can tell when someone's hitting on his wife and Geode's hitting on his wife, even though he's a rock who's just fucking sitting there, which makes it like so much funnier. Like they'll talk about like how someone looked over like during that and Pika's got like her arm on him, like laughing, keeling over laughing and like slapping him on the shoulder. Like he's actually telling jokes or something. So, uh, 
Geode is also responsible for saving Reese Silas's life. At one point, he was getting uh, evacuated into space from a uh, like a the seal and their ship had broken so that he was mm-hmm. like flying out. That was it. Mm-hmm. And they can shoot. Ventians can choose to be magnetically sealed or not. So he could just, he doesn't move when that happens. He can just sit there and wreath bumped into him and like sat there. And he was like, thank you, geode. And that was his moment where he was like, I get it. You know, he's oh, like, I see you are like, he is, he is a, he is a being with the force. And he like, it's not, awesome. not with the force, but he is one with, with the force sort of thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, but, so not uh, force sensitive himself. No, like no, not, okay. not a force sensitive being. He also is responsible for the death of potentially the most hateable character in the high Republic, which is, uh, really cool. He's a dumbass who tries to, Geode's dope. Geode's dope. Uh, guy tries to shoot him. Uh, but like I said, he can choose to be magnetically sealed, bounces right off him, right back through the guy who tried to shoot him. Um, <laughs> So he could get shot and actually take damage, but like he could, yes. He just oh, if he magnetically seals, you're fucked. Geode, Geode's awesome. Yeah, I Geode's love, the shit. I love Geode. Um, man, yeah, I just I I need to read. I need to read. Dude, the High Republic books are fucking incredible. Uh, absolutely adore them. But yeah, he's a a hell of a character, Geode. Uh, for a, for a rock, like that's the thing. Nobody nobody understands. They're, they'll always like whenever something like really intense happens, they'll be like, and of course, Geode was stoically silent. Like mm. he was shocked yeah. into silence. Like, of course he was. He can't fucking speak. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. I, know, I love I, it, dude. Just ne- always pops up. Never know how he gets there. But what the fuck, how the fuck did you like I, I I could see. I don't know. That'd be funny in in live action. Just Oh, it know. would. I. Like the camera just focusing on him for like three seconds of just silence, and then like going back to the out of yeah. to the other person talking to them. You know, like I would love. Oh my god, that'd just be it'd be gold. it'd be perfect. I would adore um, it. Huh. Well, mighty big twist. I mean, change here. Going from oh, yeah? G- I think anyone from Geode is a pretty big change. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> but I guess in this, this was uh, before. Episode seven, but I, I think I don't know. I still feel kind of the same about him from the before four times. Yeah, but this is uh, where I have Moff Gideon um, here, Ooh. Um, and I think I don't know. He it's mainly just for the performance and just for the voice and for mm. the badass nature and everything. Um, but the character is getting really spicy now, um, especially. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. He's he's always looking for that next upgrade. Always looking, you know, how can I upgrade these dark troopers? How can you know what what can I do? And he's you know, bad dude. But um, who knows? Maybe there's some some Mandalorian blood in him, possibly. Um, maybe 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 he was on the moon of Concordia. He's got mm-hmm. some spikes on his helmet, the armor. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, that that. That suit was really cool, though. Uh, not gonna lie, um, pretty clean, pretty yeah. clean. The Shadow Council is is well. Sick. And there's there's this thing. You remember I told you the theory about Rook Cast being the armor on the mm-hmm. uh, the season, the episode seven theory episode. I think it was, or maybe mm-hmm. it was part one of this. I can't remember. Uh, but regardless, uh, she was a member of a Mandalorian faction called the Shadow Collective. Rook cast. Oh? Oh. 
and they became the Maul DeLoreans with the spikes on their helmets. I mean, if Gideon hears whispers from everywhere and these Mandalorian are just going out and doing missions, and the, they all report back to the armorer. So the arm, you know, like they tell her everything. I don't know. Well, wow. and like, how was. Have we ever thought about the fact that Gideon's base of operations and lab on Navarro was the same place where the covert initially was? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. How oh. many of their bounties were to help the Empire with their experiments? They're just pulling one of every species. Maybe. Just to get mm. the DNA, that's all you need. Mm. What if that... Oh, my God. Whoa. Whoa. Well, that could be a sick reveal. I could. If all the bounties that they've been doing the whole time, just collecting bodies for Gideon. Be pretty gnarly. Dead or alive. Who cares? We just need the DNA. I can like, bring you in warm. Or I can bring you in cold. Because that's how they've been so comfortable with the Mandalorians before. They're like, mm -hmm. oh wait, there's starting to be a problem again? Wait, what the fuck? No. Because before they were they were chill. They're like, yeah, they're bringing us bodies. They, they're completely being puppeteered right now. Oh, no. That's making too much sense. Right. Who Gideon could... I mean, he's 60 Gideon's right smart. now. Gideon's smart. Man. That man's a mastermind. Uh, yeah, okay. There's only a couple people who I'd argue are a little bit more ma more masterful in their uh, mindfulness. I guess uh, by this time, people will know. Um, and we could just Maybe. be off. Hopefully. So we could be so wrong. But we could also be so right. Who knows? Um, yeah, we're recording this before the Mandalorian season finale for everyone who can't really tell. Um, who knows? So maybe. everything. And then, like, on part, uh, one of our next parts is probably going to be after right, the finale. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, at the end part. So and then we'll get we'll actually get the finale and we'll come back and be like, well, okay. Uh, so here's how we were so wrong. We see how this worked out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um and yeah, that's, cool. that's, that's yeah, Gideon. Look at look at all that. Like the spark just from from Gideon yeah. there. So that, giddy. I don't know. He's good old guy. Giddy boy. Mm -hmm. But uh, my sixty remaining with the High Republic. I'm going with the High Republic comics character, kind of the main character in the Wave One. Who uh, could be better than Geode? High Republic story? Uh, Geode, ah, like Geode, Geode kind of fell into that thing where I'm like, he can't speak. How much can I get out of this guy who can't speak? That's uh, fair. That is but, fair. 60 came Keeve Trennis. Uh, Keeve Trennis. K-E-E-V-E-T-R-E-N-N-I-S. I got it right! Okay, Fuck yeah. let's go. Fuck yeah. Keeve Trennis. Yeah, she's the uh, kind of the main character of the High Republic comics from Wave 1. She's the apprentice, to, or she was the apprentice to Jedi Master Skier, but uh, a uh, Trandoshan Jedi. And What's cool about Keeve is that she the comic stories kind of focus on their battle against a species called the Drengir. And the Drengir are basically living plants that are strong with the dark side. Um doesn't sound fun. They they want to eat. And they're like uh they're like meat. Like they eat people. They want they want meat. Okay. Um that does sound like a dark side plant. It does. Um, it does. And Keeve Trinus is uh most oh. of her stories revolve around fighting the Drangir. Um oh, really cool yeah. relationship with Master Skier. Just a really, really cool uh dichotomy there. 
and there's like I don't have like it's funny I had all that to say about Geode. I don't have that much to say about Keith Trennis beyond she's super fucking cool and uh I look forward to seeing more with her. There was a uh, the announcement for the Acolyte recently where they released like uh there's going to be a character who has appeared in phase 1 of the High Republic books who will be like old and wizened in the Acolyte which is cool. So I'm like hoping maybe we get a few more of those and maybe Keeve Trennis gets to be one of them because she's a younger she's a younger Jedi come wave 1 and maybe however long later that is she could still be kicking that'd be dope. Um I don't know I see a lot of her I don't know panels that I see it's just single bladed but there's one where she's rocking the dual bladed saber. Mm, yeah. Um, I don't know does she I only see that I don't know in one time she's fighting a Trandoshan. He's coming down trying to slice on top. That's her master, her master skier. Oh. Um he uh the Drengear kind of overtake him and he becomes a little sensitive to the dark side for a little bit and mm. uh Yeah, they control him for a bit. Yeah, those plants, they're yeah, I I see. They're very meat, meat, meat is like a, a Yeah, that's their thing. They want yeah. meat. Um so yeah, that's that's scary. I, yeah. I would not like that. But Keep um, trying to she's dope, 60. <laughs> all right. Well, my 59 already been said, um, but another fun character. Um, this is where I got Jar Jar um, at, at 59. Um, you know, barely made that, that droid cut. You know, he's, he's kind of still close to it, though. You know, it's kind of the droid of the group, or just the not quite the serious the tag along. The yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so he, he's closer to the droids, but, you know, a little bit further up. He's got that. He's He made the droid cut. Um, and yeah, just the, as a prequel baby, I never had any beef with Jar Jar ever. Nah. Uh, so, so I'm glad, I'm glad I never had any of that because that would have sucked. I don't know. It would have, it would have made the movie like the Phantom Menace a lot worse if I just hated Jar Jar. I, you yeah, know, right. Like, I He's know, a like, huge part of that movie. Like, yeah. so, um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't paid off, paid off big time being a Jar Jar fan recently with the Mandalorian. Um, this is that true. Was cool. Hey, and that's it, a lot of the theories that that's his ship, that that's Jar Jar's ship. Um, hey, that pad, because because if uh, let's see, it's Nabu, it's a Naboo starfighter, mm. so it's it's either Padme, it's someone from Naboo. It's not Padme's though, because Padme's looks a little different. But right, but Padme could command a lot more. True. Yeah, doesn't have to be her ship, but she could have sent it. Hmm. This is true. So yeah, but. Um, I don't know who, I guess, uh, I got, I won't speak on him, I guess, because uh, I'll be getting to him, uh, mm. the, the, the payoff necessarily, but, but Jar, yeah, I don't know, that's, even without the payoff necessarily that, that we just got, Jar Jar, um, in his own right, is still deserving of 59 here, not, not just because he's paired with, with someone else, it's, I, I, I don't know, I don't want to make it seem that way because i don't know jar jar i did like him as a kid and he i was a kid while i watched him and i enjoyed ah, him. loved so, that guy yeah. mm. that dude was cool yeah. no love it love it jar jar binks is the shit uh just a just a lovely guy there's a bomb bad yeah other than the one time when he called padme hot um that was weird that weird. that could go um come on jar jar be a little um, respectful. She's like yeah. fourteen. Yeah, a little weird. Uh, 
I guess maybe to Ant, like to Anakin, to maybe be like, "Hey, Annie, like, hey, like, buddy, go yeah, for like, you know, like that would I don't know, like yeah." He was know. talking to Anakin, so yeah. like there's there's some saving. I guess grace, maybe but, that's the idea, but even but, pretty, yeah, you can get away with. Uh, not hot. That's it's a weird no. one. It's yeah, a weird no. one. Uh, but anywho, my fifty nine is the last of another little High Republic run here. And I she's on the villainous side, Ooh. but uh, kind of, I'd say the closest closest thing to an anti-hero that the High Republic has to offer. Her name is Lorna D. L-O-U-R-N-A-D-E-E. I got D right. Um, Lorna, I did, I did A um, ah. instead of O. Um, Understandable. Okay. Okay. Now, yeah, she's a Twi'lek who is a part of the Nihil. Now, that's the uh, the army that the they're kind of facing off with during the High Republic Phase One, and uh, she's kind of second in command in the Nihil. And she's uh, she's they have their whole aesthetic is based on the idea of a storm. They they call their entire mm. force the Storm. They have uh, they have strikes and uh, clouds. And all this different stuff, and she is what's mm-hmm. called a tempest runner. Uh, that's like you. There are three tempest runners. Y'all run a giant portion of the force, okay. and then there's different levels to it. Tempest runner under them. They've got these different captains, and so on and so forth. But uh, she's one of the most important people in the Nihil, and at one point is thought to be by the Republic the leader of the Nihil. Um. She has she's the main character of an entire book called The Tempest Runner, which is really, really good. It's like a scripted book by Kevin Scott. Um and she's just she's just got this devastating story, man. Just a long winded origin that's she's been through it. There's a reason she's fallen to this this lifestyle, yeah. you know. Um her armor is sick looking She is dope. Um, she yeah. is so fucking cool. She's got the the teeth filed into points and stuff, yeah. which is scary horrifying. Look, yeah. yeah, very scary looking. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely don't want to fuck with Lorna D. She'd uh, she'd beat your ass. She'd beat my ass. I know that for a fact. I'm not um, winning. Yeah. No, not 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 even close. Yeah, she's just a just a really cool character, really really menacing character, and one that uh, again I can't wait to come back around to. Uh, got some cool rivalries within the Nihil. You know that the villainous forces always having their internal squabbles and stuff. Mm. Like she's got her own rivalries with the other Tempest Runners and stuff. It's really cool. So, uh, love me, love me some Lorna D though. She's dope. Hell yeah! Well, I had Jar Jar, um, and I couldn't put uh, Keller and Beck is coming up next. I guess I had to kind of mm. pair them together, but I put Keller and above Jar Jar. Um, I dig it. I, I hope. Who knows? I guess maybe after the finale, I'll be have more to say on Kelleran, uh, possibly. But what we just got of him, it, it's more of I guess the real life moment too. You know, uh, it just the character himself. Uh, he just he saved Grogu from Order sixty six, and that's all that we've seen him do. But that's pretty huge. Um, and he got Grogu to safety and took him to Naboo, I guess. Um, and that's all we know. Uh, for Keller and Beck right now, but he came out, defended our boy. Um, sadly, I had to, you know, kill a few, few uh, of his what were friends at the time. 
um, but now turned against him. So, you know, he's probably confused as hell too, but knows that he still has to protect Grogu. You know, mm. he's still on a mission, still got to do this. Gets him out of there. And uh, I don't know, I hope I hope we get to see more of, of Kelleran. Uh, I would love it. I'm praying that Tales of the Jedi Season 2 gives us three shorts about Keller and Beck. I think that'd be mm. awesome. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe specifically about Keller and Beck teaching Grogu in one of them. That'd be... Or the rest of the story, what happens after that. I would uh, like Maybe that. that's a short. That'd that be cool. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, Who knows? Maybe that's where we start. No way. I don't, I don't think... Yeah, I, the finale, they got a lot to do. I don't know if they touch more on Grogu and Order. I don't think they go back. But and I don't think they do either. Um, I think we got all we're going to get about that this season, um, which is fine. I think that's all we kind of needed. Um, and I uh, can't wait to see what happened next, though, or hear or read or whatever the fuck. However they tell that story, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to find it, though. Um, Keller and Beck, that's a good pick. And uh, to tie him here at 58, this is where you'll be sorely disappointed about the placement of our boy uh the droid r2d2 it's okay uh, um hey almost top 50 that's a, uh, for a almost droid. top 50 i was damn close droid. i even i even changed it while we were talking and put him top 50 and then i looked at it and was like nostalgia is blinding me and i put him i put him down and you know it is favorites and like that's nostalgia's fine when it comes to that but there's another droid that I wasn't comfortable putting top fifty, mm. and I don't think I like R two D two as much as him, so I had wow. to I had to drop him. Okay. I had to drop him down. Okay. So at fifty eight, I have R two D two. Love the little guy, you know the whole uh, Anakin telling him to stay with the ship, and him listening to that request, and then later on, whenever Luke tells him to stay with the ship, he refuses and follows because the last time Anakin told him, he became Darth Vader. Um, <laughs> Not good. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Um. So, no. R two. Yeah. That I guess. I don't know. All. I'll, I have so much to say on R two. So I'm. I'm fine. You know. I. I. I could. I could talk R two for. For days. You know. Here. But that's. Yeah. And I'll. I'll yeah, let you take it whenever he comes up. No, that's, mostly. That's, but. But I don't know. A lot of just tragedy of R two that that you don't really think. You know. We always think of like Obi Wan. How tragic of things happened to him, you know, over, mm. over time. And, and like, Oh my God, how, how just sad things happen. But like R2 really like, I don't know, dude's just a droid. You don't think about it cause he's just a droid. Um, you know, but, but then you start to watch stars in a different light and focus on him, you know, while you're watching and it's like, wow. Yeah. From a different point of view, that's crazy. And that's, that's why I love like that we're doing the Ahsoka cast now is that like, we're getting, from Ahsoka's point of view, and like it's changed, like I don't know, like it's it changes the way. I guess I've never seen the Clone Wars movie, but it, it probably would not have been the way I watched the movie the first time if I wasn't right. trying to focus on Ahsoka. Um, so I don't know. Um, if you've never watched uh, a Star Wars movie through the eyes of R two, I highly recommend it. Um, oh yeah, but uh, okay. yeah, I, I would, that's I what, would, I would recommend it too. It makes sense that he's down, like actually down here, like he is a <laughs> droid. He is like. He does have some funny moments, and he is awesome. But like, realistically, this is like where he belongs in a in a, in a Star Wars ranking list here. But, uh, Probably, I've got I a lot of characters. Got a lot of characters, and I was looking at it, and I was like, I can't put him any higher. I want to, but I can't. It was just a, uh, you know, I had to accept the feelings within. So, hey, yep, and that's R two. Okay. I appreciate you trying to, you know, fluff him up for me. I, I, I appreciate did. I did. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to him. He'll get his we flowers. Will. He will get his flowers. 
Uh, 100%. Don't, don't, yeah, don't worry. Go on to 57. What you got yeah. there? I got, uh, this is where I'm going a little Mando uh, kind of stretch here a little bit. Um, I guess starting a little bit, not with Mandalorian, someone out of the show that you would think, but uh, Mandalorian blood is shown through a little chain code and stuff like that, which was sick, is uh, Jango Fett, the, uh, the guy who is the, you know, main clone for the entire clone army. Um, as much a Mandalorian as Din Djarin. He was oh, a family, yeah. uh, which is which is pretty sick. I don't know the the chain code thing and uh, just that his that's always in the armor and like now mm-hmm. hearing or I guess I didn't really realize that like the last couple digits of a chain code is just your age and like it's mm-hmm. just like so it's like it's 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 like a part of, I don't know like it's really hitting home of like what a chain code really is like now it's not just like an right. ID card sort of th- I don't know it, it is your ID but way more detailed. Um, but I don't know, Django. Uh, you don't really get a whole lot of Django. I guess there there's uh, some cool uh, novel stories or like uh, legend stories that I've I've heard of Django. Um, but even just uh, of the you know just what we got in in the movies, um, Attack of the was, Clones is a dope yeah, ass movie for Django. Yeah. Gets his head you know sliced off uh, by Mace Windu, so you know you, you know that that does happen. But but before then, uh, whenever he's talking to Obi Wan, you know, and you got Lil Boba right there, and he talk you know talks to him like, hey, go go close that closet door. Don't let don't let him see my armor right there. <laughs> um, that is right there. Um, and you know and and then shows Boba uh how to I don't know how to how to fly this. You know, I guess it's not the slave one anymore. What's it called? No, it's still the same. Is it it's still, still the slave oh, it one. It was just um, there was a Lego packaging that didn't want to put slave mm. on it, so they just okay. didn't do that. Um, um, the ship model is called the Fire Spray. It gets called the Fire Spray a lot too. I see, uh, but I mean, he he's the one who introduced us to to that ship, and and I don't know, seeing it it go around um, and fly. I guess not. Um, oh, we got a seismic charge out of that. Uh, so thank you, thank you for that that noise. Uh, what a beautiful noise. Uh, that I will forever be thankful for, um, and yeah, I don't know. Is is a very clean armor too? You know, like uh, I like Boba's. You know, and it's it's rustic and dirty and, until he cleans it up. But like I, I like the rustic look, but I also really really like the clean and the I don't know, just the aesthetic of Django. Shiny. So, but yeah, I don't know, Django Fett. Uh, not I much, like that. Not much to, to say, Unfortunately, but. did not make my top 100, mm. which is uh, a big, uh, a big step away from where he was last year. If I remember correctly, he was pretty relatively high on. And we on were coming off year. Boba as well, so he was probably more yeah, fresh, a bit, fresh in a the bit mind. More he was excited about it. Oh wow, he was 58 for me last time. I didn't even realize, and he's 57. He just got a single bump up. Actually, tiny, tiny little um, guy, tiny little bump here. <laughs> yeah, um, almost stayed exactly where I was. I forgot. I completely forgot. I needed was my list. Um, that would probably help. To didn't, uh, didn't have it open. You, know um, you don't mem- You haven't memorized your top one hundred favorite Star Wars characters at this moment, right now. Um, I mean, I, I don't have my list open. I've already memorized mine, but um, <laughs> it, I don't know. You got it top down. That's <laughs> yeah, uh, no. that's simple. No, that, that'd be nuts. That'd be a little too insane. I'd say. Yeah, let's see. I've got I've got it here now. Let's see where I had Django Fett a year ago. Hmm. Forty four. So from forty four to okay. off the list. Wow. 
Yeah, okay. Is, well, there's not much older. you can really say about Django other than that he just, you know, he's the, the clone of everyone, mm. of all the clones we see. Uh, that That's that dude. And he had to be badass for that to happen. You know, they don't just choose Fair anybody enough. for that, I'd say. Um, so, but yeah. Just, uh, what a guy. What a guy. What a guy. But uh, now with that, my 57, I had R2-D2 at 58, and I wanted to make a statement. My 57 is B2 EMO. Uh, I've got I've got B2 just one spot above R2. Uh, and I've held I've held this opinion ever since Andor and I haven't wavered. Um, I care more about I care more about B than I did R2. Yes. I mean, yes. But come on, Andor great, fantastic. I love it. I love B. He is I think my I guess he, yeah, he he's my other than Chopper, and the only reason that Chopper is even above B is just the time that we've gotten with them. Right. We get more B, I can feel comfortable putting him like he's almost above Chopper. He's not above R two for me, and I don't think that'll ever happen. No, but like I can't, I can't blame you, and I will never blame anyone for for thinking <laughs> this is some sort of blasphemous thought I have. But but you're right. Like I in, do love, I love me some B two man. As a droid goes, B two yeah. uh, The ability to speak, have a vocabulator, and be in the body of an astromech type beat. It's not an astromech, but like similar, similar. function. Yeah, yeah um, that's a combo that we just don't get. Um, and mm. it was very, very cute, resonant, and that dude was the he's the closest thing we've gotten to a little puppy dog in Star Wars besides yeah. BD one. Um, He's kind of like the dog on up with the talking collar. Yeah, you know? it's like it's 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 just a, a thing you don't usually get to see talk. But man, when they when you do finally hear them say what their emotions are, you're like, oh wow, now I feel a lot. You know, I feel a lot. See, different. And there's there's something about B two emo that feels just so much more vulnerable than R two D two. You know, like if take the finale of Andor per se. Uh, Whenever that Imperial walks up and pushes B2 Emo over, mm. I'm worried about my man's health. I'm worried about him being yeah. okay after that. R2D2 takes that on the chin, gets the fuck up, and kills that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's, I mean, that's true. Yeah, R2 just spills some it, oil like, on him and lights him on fucking fire. Exactly. You know, exactly. So. so, like, that that's the other thing is that I, I'm not worried about R2 the way <laughs> I'm worried about B. Um, yeah, and and you know that's not necessarily a strength of B's character or anything. It just makes it makes the stories involving him a little bit more like, oh god, he's yeah. vulnerable. Like R two D two, that man's never gonna die. That man will live forever. I know that. You know, and if they ever do kill him, that Does he will become break Grogu's heart. droid. I gotta think so. Yeah. Does he live that long? Mm-hmm. No, I think R two D two will be the thing that they make last for fucking ever. I hope so. I hope so. Um, but no, I all the R two love that I have, I still, I still fully agree that the, there's so much more that you can connect with B than R two. Like mm. at the end of the day, R two still just beeps. 
you know, and you have to hear uh, Marva, his thoughts through someone else. Um, but you whenever Brasso came yeah. back after Marva had died, and he was like, he rolled up to Brasso and was like, "Can we stay here?" Yeah, like, like, oh my god! And then he's like, when he's finally like, "All right, I'm staying for the night." He gets off his charging station and then goes yeah. like right up to his feet and looks up to him like, "Oh man, like oh, B is too too fucking cute. adorable." I love me some B two emo, and uh, I I had to have him. And it might be a hot take, but I do have him above R2. No, so he's there at 57. I understand. Uh, and it's the beginning of a, a slight and or streak for the next oh. few for the next few picks. So Okay. Well, I'm sticking with uh, the Mando-ish vein, but coming from a Boba show. This is where I have Finnick Shand. Uh, you already mentioned her a little bit ago. Yeah, at 69. Nice. nice. Uh, I have her at, at 56. Uh, last year had her at 45, so she's dropping down a little bit, uh, which is the conversation we had about her last time. Is that it's just kind of sad how how she was kind of used or not used really, um, and just kind of is there right now. Um, mm-hmm. I hope I don't know maybe maybe in the finale Boba shows up and Finnick. I don't I don't know maybe they do something and we we still don't know, but um, I don't know. Right now it feels like Finnick's kind of getting a little sidelined and and not used as well as she could be. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I hope the future for Boba and, and all of that crime storyline, I ho- I think her position is very interesting once that storyline really starts to go. Uh, the right hand, you know, the person that's advising directly Boba, uh, the, hmm. the, the, the boss. Um, so, the boss. Yeah, uh, I, I can't wait to, to see, hopefully, Finnick, on her rise. Uh, but as of right now, she took a little drop. Um, but yeah, so that, a little above Django though. Uh, Hey, can't, can't completely disagree at, by any means. I had her far, I had her a little bit lower and, uh, I had her at 17 last year. So it was like an even yeah. more massive drop, but, uh, I just think she's been underutilized. I think there's a lot to explore with that character. And, uh, I don't, I don't know why we're not doing it. It feels, it feels ripe for the, ripe for the storytelling, especially with an actress like Ming-Na. It could be, mm. There could be so much there, but uh, no, that's a good that's a good pick there. I, I, I fuck with that. That's your fifty six, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. My fifty six can't swim. This is where uh, this is where no. Kino Loy no. has fallen for me. Uh, Devastating. I love I love this character, and fifty six just felt like way too low. Um. What I'll always, I think, there has never been a moment in Star Wars that has made me feel the same way. There is one way out. Bro, I fucking melted. I've got chills talking about it. I haven't even really talked about it. I'm just fucking thinking about it. And I'm like, that is the strongest moment in star wars bro like one of the best line deliveries you know everyone was hyping it up as soon as it happened but it's 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 even better just now that we've gotten it um no more never more than 12 fucking classic fucking classic god ah just the evolution they give that character in a three episode arc yeah fucking incredible um, to come into a show 
and have three episodes to do it. That's it. And, I mean, it felt so good. So good. They're all running out. Everyone's running. Everyone's jumping. It's free. Everyone's smiling. Like, I can't believe we made it. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you you kidding me? You, you... He ran that whole way too because he wanted to see. He wanted, you know, he went obviously, mm-hmm. you know, or I, I don't know. He knew he had to know from the start, you know. But he's he's caught up in it. He he's running with everyone, and I mean, it's confirmed to come back in season two, right? Andy, like, is that Andy actually Circus confirmed? Is. Yes, Andy Circus is confirmed. Uh. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nuts if they're like, okay, no, you care. No, it's like Snoke. It's actually Snoke. It's not <laughs> Kino Loy. We're introducing Snoke now somehow in Andor. Um, but oh no, I I I, I want to. Even if like it is sad and that he did die, like I'm assuming he doesn't make it. You know, too long afterwards after this happens. I feel like if we check in with him, it's it's probably for his death. I don't I don't know. I hope a rescue, you know, if that's possible. Um, but I don't know. By that time, I don't I don't think that's possible. But I guess I I got Kino Lloyd pretty high up on mine. I, I the the Andor Andor people really changed the game for me. So uh, I don't know. I, I got Kino. A lot higher up. Not in this episode, uh, for sure. No, and I can't um, blame you there. That's why I was like, feels low, feels low. But um, there's just so many characters in Star Wars, man. That's that's how it is. Is that like, and it's just three episodes though. That that's it's a three episode character, but man, for those three episodes, were they dominant? Um, Not incredible. Kino Lloyd, just a G. There is one way out. Mm-hmm. That that line delivery when he looks up at the camera and like, oh God. Andy Circus destroyed it. Kino Loy, an incredible character. Had to have him here. All right. Well, at my 55, just had Finnick. Um, sticking with kind of the Boba, Boba Vane here. Um, this is where I have Cad Bane. Um, maybe Ooh. dead, maybe not. Who knows? Probably. Um, Probably. I just really want Toto to come back and piss all of you off. Um, so that's why I'm hoping that he's still alive. But eh, for story-wise, I really hope he's he's done here. Um, but I, I don't know what, a you know, Clone Wars, watching them all through that, he's just the Rick Sanchez in Star Wars. Um, oh, I don't know, can you hear lawnmower right outside my window right now? I don't know if that, if you can. It's nothing too, it's nothing too crazy as long Um, as I knew what it was. Anyway, um, but no, no, but, but what a way to bring him into live action. And a lot of people complaining about the look of it, but I, I don't know. I thought it looked great from the jump. And I'm like, what, a, like, he's an alien. And I, I don't, like, I, I guess people were just complaining that it didn't look exactly like animation, but, like, we're not. Nobody in Clone Wars looks the exact same. Yeah, like, I don't know. Their live like, action does Obi-Wan of- Kenobi's beard have the perfect fucking divide, you know? And, like, the, the like they don't look. Like that, um, no, no. But not Cad, just a badass, and uh, just Star Wars Rick Sanchez, basically. Um, yeah, that dude's that dude's a G. He uh, did not make my list this year. Made seventy five last year. Um, so 
There's there wow. was a there was a large drop off. Yeah, for, for, for me he was 26 last Ooh. time. Um, just so outside just outside 25. the 25, uh, I mean, we were riding pretty high off Boba Fett, I think, uh, which, which makes sense. And that, that, that's what these, these lists are for. It's, it's not like these are our top 100 forever. This is, it's just this is the our time. top 100 right now. Yeah. 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 That's why, so. that's why it's a revisitable topic at all. Um, we get so much new stuff. We get so much stuff that we revisit and find that we enjoy more than we originally thought. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, my fifty-five. This is where I have Mama Marva, uh, oh, an oh. absolute just every every single Andor character. It's the only. It's the only. And it's the only thing in Star Wars where every single character you name comes with a. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> like it's like true. Yeah, you're like not oh. like a single one. There's not a single one. I mean, unless you're talking about like Bootlick or fucking yeah, know, yeah. All the good guys. Like, yeah. You go. You know, like it's just like God. How could you not love them? You know, like uh, the, I, I had to have Marva, just an absolute badass, the the daughter of Ferrix, an mm. absolute queen. Mm. There's Talk a about reckoning. a funeral, man. Yeah. Like fight the empire. Ooh, God, fuck, fuck the empire. Damn. Apparently, you know, yeah, originally. Yeah, man. I. Love me some Marva. Fiona Shaw as Marva portraying the mother of mm. Cassie and Andor. And their scenes acting opposite each other. That, like, final goodbye that they have. Uh-huh. What a fucking scene, dude. You know, uh, that's that's love. You know, like, that's... that. Oh, my God. They were yeah, too that, fucking good. That's the thing. That show is just... It is just... it. Like, every character has something super impactful in the story. No character is not it. Like every character is that? important. Um, That's the sound of a reckoning. Like my God, the way th- I can't believe we got that show and it's a real thing. It is yeah. so fucking good. And yeah. uh, Marva mm-hmm. and Marva, mm-hmm. Marva Kino B2. These are all characters that made that show what it was. And uh, Marva was fucking incredible. So I had I had to have her here and I have her at fifty five. Hell yeah. Well I got her I got a little little higher up as well. Um with we're more more aligned with, with Kino. So it make makes sense. I got I got mine kinda together as well. The, the group. Yeah, the group. Um, but uh I think surprisingly um wow, I don't yeah, I don't this is it is interesting here. Like I'm struggling, like I have Finnick and Cad Bane and Django and I really, really like Boba. But Boba, like, I don't know. I guess it's just maybe the, the show just didn't hit quite as hard. Mm-hmm. And this is just where Boba's kind of fallen now. Um, until Until I think we get, like, season, you know, the next, the start of the, I don't know, like the start of the crime story. Uh, like, you have the huts that are, you know, the, that are going to come back, hopefully, and, and fight, you know, them and, I don't like. I, I feel. I hope that there's just a lot more going on there, and we get a lot more with Boba being the boss and having to make these hard decisions and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. Just with Finnick and Django, I felt I had to have Boba kind of right around here with him. Um, which I don't know. Maybe it does. I don't know. Feel kind of low seeing some people that are above him. Um, but really, it was just kind of like right now. My enjoyment for Boba's not really that high. Um, 
and that these I other people, that. like everyone, uh, maybe the next guy that's above him could, maybe they could switch, but, um, but, but I don't know. know. It's like, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, like, but I had him pretty high up. I know on my list last time, I'm pretty, yeah, 15, um, last time is where Bobo was for me, uh, which is crazy that now he's not even in the top 50, but he, he deserves, I don't know. He, I don't know. I feel like he does deserve that. No, you know, last year, last year he was top ten for me. Yeah, I, I had him at eight last year, and uh, we won't get to him for a while. I still have a lot of love in my heart for Boba Fett, so like it's uh, that's good. He's still he's still pretty. He does high deserve on mine. his flowers. Yeah, if um, we're if we're doing the the tens, like groups of ten, uh, from here on out after we get to fifty, we probably won't reach him for a few episodes. Okay, um, that's good. That's good. Um, I don't know. I just. Everyone, like, I, I really, I don't know. I just can't connect with, Bo- like, his his new stuff is the easiest stuff to connect to for sure. Right. Like, if I'm going to connect to anything, it's not him showing up in the OT and him just being a, just a bounty hunter. I don't know. It's right. more of the changed man that Boba's becoming now that is way cooler. Um, and I just can't, I don't know. I can't wait to to get more and just see. I I hope we get more of that. Um, no, I like that. I like that. You know, I, uh, you made me kind of reevaluate where I had him on my list. Cause I looked at him and I looked at the characters I had below him and I was like, huh, that's what I yeah. kept doing. I kept seeing the people below him and I'm like, wow, I really like, I don't know. He didn't like, drop super far. It was like four or five places, but still mm, made me reevaluate yeah. that. Like I was like, no, nah, you know, I think those four or five, I do like more than Boba at this time. You know, I think mm-hmm. that's, uh, I think it's fair. It will still be a few episodes away, like I said, mm. but it's, uh, it'll be there. Um, but yeah, that was your 54 then, huh? Mm-hmm. That's what was the shit. That, that's a, it's a interesting spot for him, but I'll, I'll, I'll accept it. Um, at 54, I have Barrasso. Hell yeah. I mean, when he cult. knocks that motherfucker out with Marvin <sighs> Frick and just lets out a, oh my God, Barrasso. Yeah, I, I have mean, a who... shirt that, uh, it has a bunch of. Uh, Star Wars Arabesh writing on it, but it also has like the English translation right next to it. It's the it's Brasso's hand holding Marva's brick, and mm-hmm. it says throw throw a brick at your local fascist. Yeah. Um, uh, and I lo- love me some Brasso. Wow, surprised that you got him above Marva though. That actually no, surprises yeah, me. Yeah, and I think that there's there's this thing with Marva that's like more emotionally resonant. That's why I have them right next to each other. Is because like they more than any other characters in that show come as like a pair to me. Like mm-hmm. the way Brasso kind of looked out for Marva towards the end, towards the end of her life, and kept checking in on her, and the way Cassian requested that he check in on her, and the fact that he did use Marva to beat the shit out of a fascist. Like that's that's incredible. That's Marva uh, wouldn't want anything anymore more, she know, would like she would love that man she oh, would love that marva uh, is smiling in that brick right now you know i don't know how like she's looking looking at that moment she's like yeah yeah um, yeah no there was just there's just this thing with uh there's just this thing with brasso where it's like um marva definitely looked out for cassie and more and like uh wanted the best for him and wanted him to change his ways and brasso wanted that for him a little bit too but he he accepted the way he was and looked out for him even so like the uh the whole uh 
you came by my place. You disagreed with my choice of beverage. <laughs> and so I, I, I knocked you on your fucking ass. You know, like that was uh, that whole sequence where he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll help you come up with an alibi, et cetera. Like so good. Him hooking the fucking uh, sh- Imperial shuttle up to like yeah. uh, and having that dude crash into something. <laughs> Incredible. Brasso's a G. Uh, I love that dude. So uh, I had I had to have him on here at all. And uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got it, it it makes sense. I, I I think like I have them all paired up together as you know as well. It just makes sense. Like they just it, they they're kind of a package. Like I don't mm-hmm. know everyone in this show. It kind of seems like um, yeah. You won't be just, surprised by who my next one is either. Yeah, um, um, makes sense. I think uh, it's interesting the order we have them a little out of order, mm-hmm. um, ish. But uh, but yeah, I don't know these just same group. I feel. Um, but yeah, Brasso, I'll I'll get to him as well. Um, whenever I get to my indoor crew. But uh surprising this is the one I, I said that maybe Boba goes above and that I I, I just feels kinda weird. Uh this is where I have General Grievous. Mm. Um I think I was on like kind of a, a bad guy stretch right here. Yeah. Uh, thinking of just dope ass, cool kind of villain characters. Um and I guess Grievous, I don't know. Um just being a prequel baby as well um helps that the quad blade spinning was like a nightmare like i'm not a jedi and i'm never gonna encounter that ever in my life but i was afraid of that i'm like if i ever face that what the fuck would i do you know like you just get shredded like you don't do anything against the shredder like yeah um and and I don't know. I think him just collecting, you know, collecting everything. I got, last time, uh, last year, I had him at forty-four, so it did take a little drop. A little drop. Uh, not not too much, but um, I don't know his uh, the Clone Wars arc as well of him like being a, a a warrior and slowly like his body is going and like being replaced by droid parts slowly over time, and now he's you know what he is you know now. Um, I think it, it like it was just really, really cool uh, storylines with Grievous, and at at first in the movies they just needed kind of a another bad guy, you know, uh, for the time. But now you know with Clone Wars and stuff like that, you get extended storylines and all, all that goodness. Mm. Um, but even just in the movies, I, I really liked Grievous, and you know you got Hello there, you get you know his death, which is really really so unsettling. You get a lot a lot of stuff comes comes from Grievous. No, Grievous uh, is dope. It's a, a fantastic character design. Um an incredible idea for a character. Um, after Kylo chucks his his saber, you know, the the meme of <laughs> Grievous running in yeah, jumping and diving after it. Another from my collection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it it's just a bad yeah, a villain that you just know is a villain. Like yeah. from the cough, from the yeah. design, from the just, <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah, you just you know this isn't a good guy. No, um, it's clearly not doing well. But uh, yeah, he was fifty eight on mine last year and dropped all all the way down for me. Say if um, I could guess your pick, quite the opposite mindset or quite quite opposite people here. Um, <laughs> if I yeah. had um, fifty three is where I have Bix clean. Um, oh. Okay. Actually. Not what you were guessing then, I suppose. Close, close. Um, but still, very different people. For still sure. very different. Still um, very different. Uh, Bubba Bix. Bubba Bix. No, yeah, Bix is a. Uh, that's a wonderful character that I can't wait to get more out of. You know, uh, what I loved about her was more just uh, 
she was the introduction into that life for Cassian, you know. She was mm. the link between him and Luthen, uh hooked them up. Very very cool. Um I think that, you know, sa- similar to Brasso, just the way she looked out for Marva after that was done, the way that uh the way she looked out for her people. She was just a good chick, you know. And there's a, I rewatched the first arc of Andor recently, episodes 1 through 3. And uh watching her the parallels between her and Cassian, like that first interaction Cassian has uh, in the very first episode where he gets held up by the two security guards and he has to hold his hands up. There's like a perfectly mirroring shot whenever she she gets stopped and she puts her hands up and it's like the exact exact same framing, two guards over the shoulder and stuff. And just the way she reacts whenever her her lover boy gets got like mm. it actually hit me a lot more that time the second time around. What you know, the first time name? I was um because oh, we was... hated him at first. I yeah. think we were like yeah. fuck this guy. But no, I think like you're like it was a moment definitely to have like to have we didn't really care about that character, but like the moment that was had was Bix's moment, you know, seeing yeah, her. Adria Arjona yeah. in that moment did so fucking good. Like uh whenever she gets she just has to sit there looking at him. For I don't know and how can't, long. Yeah. Can't do anything. Yeah. She's she's handcuffed, and then eventually, uh, Pac and his son have to come over and unhook him, and she like crawls towards his body and like, my God, what a and what she goes through, like the torture. Yeah, man. The mind. What I don't. What is there a name for that? Tor- the the thing that they. I can't remember if the, they settled this, on the a screams name. that they put her through. You know, all the screams of the people. Yeah, um, like oh god, yeah, that's just brutal, um, terrible, terrible, terrible. But uh, I'm trying to find a homie's name because he fucking sucked. Um, I feel like he started with a snitch. P for some reason. Well, Perrin. no, that's Perrin. Yeah, Ma-ma-ma-ma fuck Perrin. Boy, I feel like it was a normal name. It was like Dan um, or like Dave. Scott. Um, <laughs> Scott. Uh, yeah. How would you even find that guy? Like he's on IMDb, he has to be, but my phone refuses to load. Um, I mean, I'm going like Corb? No, Snow. I guess yeah, maybe not the main cast. Let's see, we'll go. Tim. Tim. <laughs> see, I knew it felt normal. It felt normal. Uh, Tim. Yeah. Wow. Tim, played by. Is it Tim Carlo or? There's a Tim and a oh that's time grappler. Never mind. Tim Carlo is that by James McArdle? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think so. But yeah, yeah. I just lo- I loved me some Bix Clean. She's a she's a really cool character. And there has been like teaser footage that was shown at Celebration that's like leaking online. Season two looks saucy, so mm. I'll leave it at that. But. Uh, mm. I've got Biggs okay. at fifty three there. Okay, interesting. Um, well, moving on at fifty two, uh, more of a bad guy streak here, as I said. Uh, not really bad guy, actually, but just I guess in the vein. Now, this is where I have Ronan um, ah. for me. Um, I guess. Oh, I lied. Um, well, no, he is on screen uh, in Visions, actually. He is. So. I guess I said my only off-screen character was Jot the Jawa or Legends character, I guess. 
Um, but I actually did read uh, the actual the first edition of Visions with Ronan. Um, and so I guess I, I do have not just the on-screen of him. Not not a whole lot, just just number one. Haven't, or maybe I did number two digitally, but number one in hand and actually could see it and all the beauty and see every page. Um, but just in the Visions episode himself, I mean, I'm pretty sure I had him pretty high up. Yeah, I had him at 27 last time. Um, and I think, I guess we were probably kind of fresh-ish off Visions and he was new, a lot newer and I was way more into the character. It was just such a cool addition Right. To the Star Wars universe, but uh, but now actually comparing him to the fucking blade coming out of the shield oh, and everything. My God, yeah, like, yeah, uh, I can't wait for visions. Is is there a episode with him in it in season two or no? I didn't even look for. There's that. There's not, as um, far as I've heard. I don't think they're returning. That's, man, that story. I think weren't we kind of like confident like oh well they're definitely gonna make another ronin episode right like i guess it, now it's like just it all, just is there even yeah. any continuations or are they no all no new? like it's yeah that's that's completely. actually that's i like that that's the way to go um, if you're not gonna yeah. do any like if you're gonna do one it feels a little cheating for yeah. everybody else yeah like, not just to see what people like and then like just mm-hmm. go with that yeah just go ahead and show love um, everywhere i think that's the way but uh, yeah he's got a comic he's got a book like that's a it's a character that if there's any character from vision season one that they expanded upon it's him uh they did they did a lot with that character so uh that's a great choice i had him as well and a Mm -hmm. super fun character and i'm gonna stick in the vein of someone who seemed bad but you know you actually he's got a lot of heart to him he's actually a good guy um my andor streak is done okay this is where i'm moving on um this is where i have crosshair Ooh, okay. from the bad batch yeah. just a really really cool character i really enjoy especially post season two given what we saw him willing to go through to save his boys um mm. clearly a lot more internal struggle than they let on um throughout season two he's a uh, just a complicated character that i can't wait to see return to the light side you know as it were i can't wait till he's back with his boys happy with Hopefully. the homies Hopefully, indeed. Um, we'll see. Mm, but I mean, sure. I, I, I guess you know he's he's up with my batch, my group, uh, a little a little up further. But man, he like even all the just his storyline is cool. But his kit, like him just setting up those little mirrors and his mm. like him just what he's capable of doing. Um, That's I mean, a badass right there. No, yeah. So uh, that's actually a uh, that's actually a forty forty spot difference between Wrecker and Crosshair. Um, I had Wrecker at ninety two, and I have Crosshair here at fifty two. So he uh, quite quite the gap there. I'm trying to see where I had Crosshair last year now, because um, I feel like uh, yeah, I had him at thirty four. So he dropped down yeah. the list quite a bit. Yeah, I, I had him at forty three. Um, and I have him a little higher up for me, actually, um, than last year. He actually got a bump up, actually, nice, surprisingly. Nice. So, so yeah. I don't know. I love love season two with the Bad Batch. Oh, uh, it's so fucking good, dude. Yeah. And okay. the rest of my batch will reflect quite kindly on the way mm. that I feel about nice. that about those characters. It's just uh, Wrecker and Crosshair are definitely the bottom of the bunch for me. I like uh, okay. I like the rest of them a little bit more. But yeah, 
Okay. Well, uh, I guess I don't know how to introduce this guy other than I've been doing a lot of thinking about him recently. Um, <laughs> after after watching the the sequels over again, uh, this is where I have Snoke, and I did separate him mm. from Palpatine because I do think there is an important distinction. There actually. is. There is. Um, not just Darkness with the movies, and, and I think character-wise, it's important to like establish the difference. But I think we'll actually, I think we're diving in into this a whole lot more um, now with where Mando's going, and I don't think it's immediate that we're getting it in the finale or anything. But I think the story is going into how Palpatine was revived, um, and all the details that kind of went into that. Um, and Snoke is obviously a huge part of that. Um, so just for his performances alone um, in the movies and not with all this extra theory and stuff like that, I really do think like it was if, – if they just went with Snoke the whole time and it wasn't Palpatine and it was just Snoke, like I would have been – like he seemed menacing and huge mm. and grand and villain. Like, oh my god, like how they made – I don't know, a, a seemingly good replacement for the Emperor um, that yeah. I had no beef with. I, I really, like, was was all in on Snoke. And it, it is, you know, I like now that it comes out that it, it was Palpatine the whole time. You know, like, it just strengthens the character of Palpatine now, you know, if anything. So, like, um, at first when I hated it and, and would be against it and, like, oh, I hate the idea of Palpatine returning, so I immediately hate Snoke by, you know— by whatever you know just because i now see you know the the other side of it um well and the idea that like he's not technically palpatine like he would be to palpatine what fucking rex is to jango fett like uh as far as not literally how he listens to him or just anything, title like, you know like yeah. wise yeah they're like, they're, high, like they're essentially the the they're clones you know they're yeah. they're they're the same thing uh snoke obviously i think they set a lot of precedent for a a clone obeying every command you could possibly be given and, and having his own personality thinks me thinks there there was a lot of theory in that before we knew it was palpatine that like oh it's plagueis like this is this is where Plagueis comes back, and you know it's it's him. I think we're still kind of right. I think that it's it's not his mind, but that's his body. Um, mm -hmm. And Palpatine needed a body that could withstand his soul. Um, and we saw that even his clone body couldn't really keep, mm. it, it, like it couldn't last for long. And he needed the life of Kylo and Rey to like to rejuvenate that and like so i don't like it the the his soul is so torn and dark that it can't even survive in a body so like it needs a high m count and it needs i don't know I, it makes probably more sense if if it was a sith user before it would probably just do better right. uh, sort of thing and so i think that palpatine he realizes he's like oh i can i can i've learned everything from my master you know it's the sith way it's like finally when you think you can kill your master and you're more powerful you kill him and mm -hmm. i think the scar on snoke's head is when palpatine killed him in his sleep like but he kept his body like he kept his master's body if he ever needed a clone or dna or any like i don't know like do we, do we really know what happened with plagueis's body you no, know not by any means and yeah. 
So I think like it. I think there's actual credence to it being Plagueis's real body, uh, but oh, not his mind. It's still Palpatine um, and everything. But because Plagueis was always one more of he manipulated midichlorians and kept his own body young instead of trying to transfer consciousness and all of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It, it could be crazy if if like Anakin. Um, wasn't Palpatine's doing, but that was like Plagueis's doing, um, and that was it was Plagueis's backup plan um, to because Anakin is more of like manipulated midichlorians, a birth like that is more natural and not like um, necessarily dark, you know, outright. It just it seems that it's right in the like it was through midichlorians that Anakin was even born. So like maybe Palpatine didn't have like wasn't Anakin's creation um or Palpatine wasn't really the one who created but Pal you know Plagueis was before I don't know like there could Hmm. um a whole like in watching the the I don't know a lot of Clone Wars arcs and the big ideas you know and having the fathers and all of this stuff it's like um I don't know maybe maybe there is a, a bigger story that they are trying to tell um here and I don't know you know if if they're going that deep or not but if they are it could change the way we look at the whole story, like everything from the prequel mm-hmm. trilogy on. Um, if if Plagueis is somehow involved in some way, um, right? So I don't know. I think it, it's really interesting uh, to see, uh, and that's that's why he kind of capped off my below fifty. Is that I he he's he's right there on that breakthrough level. If they like get, I don't know if they could give him that something. You know, no, that's right, right. They give him. But, uh, no, I like that. I like that. You know, I, uh, I, I've always loved, I've always loved the performance of Snoke. I think the visual effects of Snoke are fucking seamless. Like it's mm. absolutely insane to think about the fact that that's not a real fucking being that's standing there, um, nope. because it looks so fucking good. Again, Andy Circus, incredible. Our uh, boy. The voice work he does there. Um, you know, I like one of my favorite scenes. Obviously, is the throne room scene with Ray and Kylo, oh. and not just for the, not just for the obvious you know twist that comes there, but uh, like in all the time leading up to that, whenever he brings Ray into the room and he goes, uh, "Darkness rises and light to meet it." Skywalker, I assumed, but you know, like he's like uh, he, he just kind of monologues for a second, and. Uh, mm. It's, it's it's bested by a girl who had never held a saber. You know, it's mm. uh, love how the holograms in the Force Awakens are massive giant. and huge. I mean, he's still huge. You know, he's still big compared to like Rey and Kylo, but like obviously not that big. Um, and the Emperor didn't. Palpatine really didn't even do that. You know, like no. that's the thing. I think like Palpatine, like maybe he recognizes like, oh, it's not me. I can I can do these things now. I don't know. Like I can I can be really big. I, like that's. The, is Palpatine like actually controlling every no. a- like? It's not every action. It's just no, that he's like not puppeting him. Yeah, he's 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 telling him what he should do. Grand scope, and yeah. like he's. I'm assuming he has some sort of inhibitor chip as a clone that doesn't allow him to betray Palpatine and go against his wishes. He's just like grand scope. Like, yeah, this is what I want of you. Go ahead and do it. Anything else? The giant hologram? That's Snoke. The the giant okay. fucking okay. Jarrell head on the dreadnought <laughs> at the beginning of the yeah. Last Jedi. 
that Snoke. You know, like Snoke has a personality, and it's not exactly huh. the same as Palpatine's. It's just uh, it's still maniacal. You know, like he's still it's it's the same brand of guy. Mm, it's just not okay. the same. It's not the same exact guy. I guess is um, so. Was does his personality match what you think Plagueis's would match? I guess if my theory would stand, it'd probably be more of. Plagueis's personality that would shine through or i guess well, it's a, I think a resurrected I think clone. something that's important that we've seen with cloning and everything like with the clone wars is that clones mm. have their own personalities they don't mm. they don't and they don't inherit the personality of the person that that's true you know or else they would that's all true. be the same as jango fett mm. um yeah i didn't think of uh like anakin was probably like it makes more sense if anakin is like palpatine's backup plan to get dna to clone Anakin. Anakin was probably the ideal clone, you know, of that, the highest M count they've ever seen. Very healthy guy. But then he gets uh, his legs chopped off and an arm chopped off um, and burnt to a crisp. And, like, when you get limbs chopped off, that is a part of your DNA now. There's no regrow. you know. If you take Anakin's DNA at that point, the clones will have those limbs gone because the DNA is not there. So, um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's crazy that like I'm thinking of I've never I've never thought about that before at all of like Anakin being used as like a perfect clone you know clone uh host uh until now but like I'm I'm thinking of it now which is which is interesting and and Snoke I hope is is kind of part of this playbook uh that they're that they're opening up I think he's almost uh, certainly I think he certainly has to be uh mm. my I like the idea that come the time of where we're at with the Mandalorian, Snoke already exists. Yeah, he prob- probably is kicking. Yeah. Um, which is, I guess it still makes sense if, like, Project uh, uh, Necromancer, if, if it's just like, all right, the Emperor is still not back. We still need the Emperor. But, like, mm. he's just chilling on Exegol. Uh, this that's the thing is like who the fuck would even know about Exegol? I don't think so the emperor is fine they just don't know that he's yeah like but they're trying to bring him back somehow so like it's not Palpatine at all in Project Necromancer it's all just them trying to get Palpatine back is it really Pal? like we're just assuming it's Palpatine you know like it could just be how to bring anyone back yeah how to bring like I don't know sort of thing like maybe it's not palpatine like i guess he does say maybe it's time to look for new leadership and then they say well project necromancer is area for that or whatever like they they directly correlate it to new leadership or the idea of leadership so i guess it makes sense it's it's really interesting to think about how all this connects to exegol because exegol has the vats of clones that are snoke so Mm -hmm. it's like how much does anyone know about Exegol? How much does what they're doing connect to it in any direct way, or is it See, more broad strokes? None of them know about that. You have to have a Sith wayfinder. Like they only know about that if Palpatine wants them to know about that. Yeah, yeah. Like Kylo, when he goes there, is that the first time that he? That's the first time that even Kylo goes there when we see it on screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, no one, no one knows. I'd say at all um yeah how about uh is is there any chance that someone is already answering to snoke 
Like, if... Does Thrawn like have... Like... Okay. Oh! Obsessed with cloning. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Yeah. Could be something there. I don't know, though. We'll see. First Order's got to start somewhere, and Snoke is how Palpatine starts it and gets everything built and all the resources for him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I, I'd say if... When Snoke's alive and kicking, like, he's got to be ruling. You know, there's not many other things that he can... He's not just out on the front lines. Like, no no shot. Like, he's sitting in a chair demanding things to happen. He's in the shadows operating shit, for sure. Um, Um, hmm. But, uh, no, that's a good good 51. Uh, So there's a lot of speculation to come with Snoke still Mm -hmm. to this day. So... It's a, a fun, fun character, and I'm going to stick with you in the villains, but I'm taking it back to the High Republic. Okay. And this is the villain for the phase, the first phase of the High Republic in the uh, in the uh, the uh, novels. There, it's uh, Markion Rowe. Mar- he is regarded Keon. as the Eye of the Nihil. Um, I explained a little bit of the Nile structure a few spots ago with Lorna D. And uh, I'm Marquion way off on the spelling this time. Let me tell you, it didn't even get it on mine. No. <laughs> uh, that's sad. Wow, that, that hasn't happened so far. Uh on Row is M-A-R-C-H-I-O-N space R-O. Okay, let me tell you how I, how I went about it. M A R. Q U I O N Markion. I went with I the, the Q I route. Um, row. I just R O W E though. So I was I was I a little off. Now much but, much simpler. Markion Row. Okay. Gnarly design. Super fucking cool. Um, <laughs> an absolutely epic villainous character. The Nile is a very threatening force as far as the High Republic is concerned. They are the villainous entity, what the Separatists were in the Age of Republic, what the Empire was in the Age of Rebellion, mm. what the First Order is, except they are not ruling. They are they are more comparable to the Separatists than they are Empire or First Order. They are, uh, they're a group of basically, basically pirates. It's not exactly what they are, but they... They take what they want when they want. They're like the Iron Islanders in space, you know. Like okay. that's kind of what they, it's kind of what they're about. And Markion's their leader, and he has much grander designs than anyone in the Nihil could possibly comprehend. Like he's a he's the big overarching maniacal force of the time, and a super compelling villain. One that I can't wait to see what happens come come around to Phase Three of uh, the High Republic. Mm-hmm. Just a, a menace to society. Just a dangerous yeah, motherfucker. Um, he looks it. That's for yeah. sure. Just looking at him, holy crap! Um, <laughs> Super cool helmet. Um, just a just a really weird, just a really weird, scary dude. And I really <laughs> enjoy him. Uh, so I, I had Marky on row at fifty one, yeah. which leads us to our final pick of mm. the episode at fifty. And mine is another sequel character Um, and someone who I wanted to, I don't know, I guess give their flowers because they deserve it. 
um, is where I have Finn. Ooh. Um, and off, off her, I think, let's see, last time, um, I think I had him criminally low, actually. Um, sadly, let's see. I had 69. I guess nice. Um, at least he was at 69. So I, I, a bump. He probably after this, re, this was before my, my sequel rewatch. Um, and I'm liking him a whole lot more. Um, you know, after this, especially at the, like the Force Awakens, I think he was handled pretty well. Um, right. actually. So th- th- that was really, really strong. I just haven't seen the, the fall of, I guess, the, the story and, and seeing where he could have gone and, and not really. I guess getting it quite yet, but, but I don't know. I love I, like Finn's character is. It had the bones to be like I don't know. I guess it's just the way they marketed it. I guess really mm. is like the, the main thing. But but the character like, um, I don't know. The moments that we got of of him, um, trying to hide the fact you know that he just came off of being a stormtrooper and is you know Han, Han eventually being like, hey kid. The women, they'll always find that, you know, they they always find out the truth, always, no matter what. Like it's and you see like that, and then Maz staring at him, you know, immediately, um, like eyeballing him up. You see, like I don't know, there's so many moments of that storyline, which is really cool, seeing someone turn, you know, from a stormtrooper mm-hmm. so quickly into a fight like that. Um, and then also like the just the connection he has with Ray as well. Um, is, the first question he asks when he wakes up in the Last Jedi after being sliced up by Kylo, yeah, you know, Pogo's. I know you must have a million questions. He doesn't. He has one. Where's Ray? Yeah, and he didn't know how to turn off those shields on Starkiller Base. But he's like, "I'm here. We're gonna figure it out. I'm here for Ray, though." Um, mm-hmm. which was which was you know pretty sick. Um, and I don't know him and Poe. Uh, I love, you know, their relationship is really, really cool. The jacket, you know, it, it looks good on you. The little, I don't know, you. like. Uh, Bites his lip. That yeah, a little lip bite like, there. Dude, yeah. it's blatant as fuck to me that they yeah. want each other. I don't yeah. know. Um, um, yeah, no, I'm a big, I'm a big Finn Poe um, shipper. I, I like, I like them a lot. Just like the, he looks him up and down. He bites his lip. He goes, nah, it looks good on you. I'm like, that is, yeah. You you want him a little bit, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, oh yeah, um, no, but uh, I love yeah. Finn. Finn won't come for a few episodes for me. Um, I got him pretty pretty high up my list, mm. but uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll I'll dig more deeper into my my thoughts on Finn a little later. Mm. But uh, I think he's an excellent character. Yeah, I think mm. they screwed John Boyega a little bit. I know. As far as what they told, they they made it seem his role would be, and then what he got, and I still think there's time, you know, with the announcement of the Ray movie, you know, if uh, if he doesn't want to come back though, I'd completely understand that too. Um, just yeah. be a damn shame. It's it they they finally Hopefully have a place does. where they can rectify that. Yeah, and I hope he's I hope he's willing to because John Boyega is a fantastic actor. And I, I miss him in my Star Wars. I think he's. I love that guy. So, Finn at fifty. That's a good. That's a good spot for him. Uh, I, if we're doing the forties, thirties, twenties, tens. It'll be about four mm. episodes away for me. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, it'll be. It'll be a way. It'll be a ways away for Finn for me. But I dig it, and I'm gonna stick with. Uh, stick with the High Republic once again. And okay. cap it off with the character that was announced to be appearing in 
the acolyte next year, uh, Vernestra Rowe. Vernestra Rowe. Uh, I'm going to say it's R-O again. Nope, it, it's not R-O. Damn it, no, a different Rowe. Different Rowe. Um, did I get Vernesta right? I did. I got Vernesta right, but Roe, of course, is different. Yep, they just changed it a little bit, and that one makes even less sense. Yeah, R W O H, Roe, Roe, Reggie. Yeah, no. Uh, Vernestra Roe is a really, really cool Jedi. She's a she's a Miri Allen. She's got the green skin and the the purple the purple face markings, a very, very cool character design. Mm. She actually has the coolest weapon I think I've ever seen a Jedi use, which is why I cannot wait to see if they incorporate it into live action. The light whip. Yeah, I'm looking at that now. What? Yeah. Modified her lightsaber to, it can be a normal lightsaber, but it can also just loosely uh, adapt into a whip, which is super fucking cool. Um, (gasps) And she didn't even consciously do it. The Force was just like, yo, do this. And she just, like, followed the Force, fucked with her lightsaber, and it became that. Um, okay. She's, like, the youngest Jedi knight ever. She was, like, knighted at 16, which is ridiculous. She gets yeah. a Padawan at 17. Um, okay. Yeah, her Padawan graduate like, at... 13 type you know yeah Yeah. like okay she's like a prodigy her her Mm -hmm. padawan's like three or four years younger than her so it's like they have more of like a friendly relationship than your normal padawan master relationship that'd be cool uh she's a really really cool character and uh really really strong-willed she's one of the ones that's uh i could absolutely see and given the news with the acolyte might not be the case but uh before her announcement of being in the acolyte, I could absolutely see her falling to the dark side. Um, hmm. She just she's just really really passionate, and she suppresses her emotions a lot. And it seems like it could be something that bursts at some point. Hmm. Um, so it'd be cool if she's like a if she is one a of the Sith user with the light whip. Oh, I don't know if dangerous. I want to see that. I don't know what that dangerous. means. Um, but yeah, she's she's the one who tops off the. Oh. The second part of this for me at 50. Vernestra Rose dope. And uh, had to give her some love. And therein, that concludes part two here. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, hell yeah. So, these first two parts of the top 100 have been a bit long-winded. So, from here on in, each set of numbers, the 40s, 30s, 20s, 10s, and top 10 are going to get their own episode. We're only going in increments of 10 from here on out instead of the long-winded 25. So it'll be 40 through 49 in part 3, 30 through 39 in part 4, 20 through 29 in part 5. We're going to switch it up a little bit and go 11 through 19 for part 6, just so it's nice and sexy to do a top 10 Mm -hmm. for the last part. Um, Oh, yeah. So it'll end up being seven parts, which is... uh, you know, maybe maybe one one episode a day for a week. This might might be how we end up formatting this. Seven um, hells, Game of seven Thrones hells. is popping up everywhere. In the light of the seven, seven. and seven, the Empire isn't yeah, it all about seven. Two, that's weird. Yeah. Okay. Uh oh. Rut row raggy. But yeah, with that, we'll conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom podcast. If you would go ahead and check out the top one hundred. 
stick with us every single day that we keep on doing this. Not exactly sure if I'm going to put it all out at the same time. We're recording in advance, so bear with me. I know there's a part one. Be sure you check that out. Um, I know there will be a part three. Make sure you check that out. Um, and so on and so forth. Just check out the top 100. It's a lot of fun. We got so many more great characters to come. Head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast, and remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever you might be listening. We're currently doing the Ahsokast, where we are revisiting the crucial moments of Ahsoka Tano's journey as a character in anticipation of August's Ahsoka series. I'm very excited for it. We both are, so the Ahsokast is going to be going for quite some time. Um, yeah, with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And always praise Star Wars. <laughs>